and it's time for us to talk about everybody's favorite thing that nobody on the Soxcast will shut up about. I have numerous emails, I've seen countless Twitter mentions, I've even had an anonymous comment on Dumbler or two. People just absolutely love when we talk about that <laughs> Neptunia series. Wouldn't you guys agree? Oh yeah, it's, I agree. Yes. It's it's been the hot topic of this group for, for about like, a year and a half now. Yeah, ever since last January, or not not this January, two two thousand fifteen. Yeah, it's it's we are almost on our two year anniversary. Oh jeez. Yeah, they're all coming out tonight. They're all coming out tonight, uh, and tonight we are here. To do a big ol' spoiler cast on, I think, this is basically the game that was sort of the culmination of everything for all of us. Mm -hmm. Like, when we, when it was decided that, oh, no, wait, I, Rebirth 1 is actually good, our, our, mm -hmm. everybody's thoughts immediately jumped forward to Mega Dimension Neptunia V2. Yeah, uh, I, I because think. I think... I'm not sure when that came out in Japan, but it was pretty close around there. It's like the real big hyped one around then. Yeah, yeah, and like, and everybody was all up in my grill telling me uh, it's the best Neptune game ever. And I was like, oh, well, well, why are we playing the old broken, boring ones then? Get us the good stuff. <laughs> but that that didn't prove wrong at all, except or, or that didn't prove true at all, except for maybe uh, Rebirth Two, which is kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of a. It's not. It's rough great. around the edges. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we got we got red out of the deal. Yes. Red. Return red, of red. Red saved that game. She uh, really did in a big way because those 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 opening hours are almost agonizing. But we're not here to talk about. But that we're game. not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about Mega Dimension Neptunia uh, Victory Two. I almost called it Seven. But it technically is the seventh game. It's a weird chronology. It's such, um, yeah, it's weird. But um, as it always goes with spoiler casts, I don't even know why you would have downloaded this if like this isn't something you want to hear about. But we're gonna spoil the shit out of every single thing that we possibly can in this game. So mm -hmm. if you somehow accidentally downloaded it, uh, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean that's kind of on you, dog. Yeah. Uh, to my immediate virtual right, he's going to be driving this episode. It's Without a license. It's Rhett. Were you trying to think of a net pun there? No. Be like, it's Blarrett. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't trying to do that at all. I was. I, I don't have... It's Rhett. Noart. It sounds like a, like a weird thing that you'd call <laughs> yeah. that comes out of your butt. It's like, oh I, I, man! You know, as I just... soon as I said it, I'm like, oh, I, I did a huge noir. Yeah, you just did a huge noir. You, you just had one of those moments where you say the words and then you're like immediately reaching up trying to grab them back and yeah, stuff yeah. them into your face, but it doesn't work. But you noir nope, That's out there forever now. You noir it all over the place. So you've got like two verbs associated with you now. You can roar things, and you can just have a big old steamy noir. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's steamy to it. It just really drives the point home, doesn't it? Uh-huh. So, Red, how's it feel? This is going to be like your second time driving the Sox cast, and this is a big one. You can't fuck uh, this up. You can't fuck this up. 
So we'll see. Inter- introduce our guest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> our guest today is Carmichael McCallis. From start to finish, I'm always at the climax. Oh my god. <laughs> Who is that? That was... <laughs> Oh my God! If I, if how's I, it going? How how's it going? Uh, it's it's going. I'm having some allergy problems, but uh, you you nep on through it, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. So um, about them Neptunes, huh? Boy, it's our big moment. And we're yeah. blowing it. Dead air. <laughs> Come on. So, Polly, you played the very original PS3 game when it came out. Man, I don't know why I had such high hopes for this stupid thing. I actually ordered it late one night when I was drunk. (laughs) That's really the only reason I had it. And then when I woke up the next morning and realized what I had done, it was just like, well, I mean, if anything, it'll at least be something very funny to talk about at some point. And now Mm -hmm. here we are, six years later or something, five years later... And, um, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so I just um, think, I'm just that bringing game, that up because... That game is real bad. Yeah, that game's real bad. Like, and then we kind of swore off that series for good after that. Yeah, until... like, especially, like, when the anime came around and, like, you told yeah, me oh, what the first yeah. two episodes were out of context. It's just like, this is real gross. And yeah. Even, it's even like... in context, it's still kind of gross, but... There's still an yeah, element of tongue Those first two episodes are kind of weird, where it's like, oh, the first one is two girls getting licked by these slime monsters, and then the next episode is, oh, two, two even smaller girls get kidnapped by a monster with a giant tongue, and he licks them. Yeah. Just like, oh, uh, uh, I'm done with this show. So we, we had pretty negative reactions to our first experience with Neptunia until the Rebirth games came out, and it's like, you know, these games are all right, actually. Weird. Yeah, like, I wasn't... Exp- like, I remember coming off of the first Sox cast where you had played uh, the first Rebirth game, and you were like, hey, well, that wasn't too bad. This seems all right. I, I really took a while to... It wasn't until, like, chapter three or four, though, when I finally kind of came turned the corner on that game. Even, like, up towards the noir stuff, I was like, just because it's so budgety in places. Oh, like, yeah, it's like, you play the Neptune games, you're, you're getting budget. Like, these games are not made on the biggest budget, and where they do throw their budget is just entirely, like, not where you would expect most people. Like, most of the budget (laughs) goes into the just absolutely insane EXE drives and transformations and shit. Probably (laughs) voice casting. And, and, you know, getting Nobuo Uematsu to produce tracks for your game, because (laughs) why not? So, um, yeah. Um, So... As far as our history with the series, like, we've only played mainly the Rebirth games. Yeah. And I think that was relevant for this one because it's the first, like, actual Compile Heart game that I've actually played in the series. Yeah, the Rebirth I've... games were done by Felistella. Yeah. And I've just heard people kind of sometimes fall into a trap of, like, thinking this game's, like, way different because of that. And, like, there is a smoother progression if you go from Victory to this one. Yeah. Like, there are some systems in this that make a little more sense that way. Yeah. Even though I think those remakes are great. Yeah, they're they're the definitive way to to play the series. Uh, yeah. Don't don't binge it though because they are very largely the same game gameplay wise. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, those those games are super duper solid. First Rebirth got my game of the year last year. So. Poor. poor Shocking! Rebirth. Absolutely everybody. <laughs> Rebirth three got robbed. 
It get, like, like, at the last minute, it was literally a last minute, like, I really, really, really yeah. like Rebirth 3. Like, everything about it is real, like, it's it's the best of the three Rebirth games. Yeah. And, but it's not your favorite. <laughs> yeah, like... The, I, I get that. Yeah. I'm almost thinking you should have cheated, like, John, and just been like, font size 47, Rebirth 3, font size 48, Rebirth 1. <laughs> Because that's, like, literally what he did with, like, Dark Souls and Demon Souls. Where he's just like, this one's a little bit better. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, not, not doing No Man's Sky. <laughs> Netman. Netman Sky. No Nep Sky. I named a bunch of stuff in that game after Neps. Yeah, you did. Carmichael, what'd you, what's, what's, what's your progression through the Nep series? Well... I picked it up after uh, you guys were talking about it on the Sox cast, and it came out on Steam, because mm-hmm. uh, I don't have a Vita. So I picked it up on there, and then a few months later, when I actually got my controller to work properly with it, um, I just tore through like all of them. And I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. The humor is just right up my alley. And it's... I wouldn't really call them, like, difficult games, especially how I play, because I always have them with weakened monsters and super experience on. Oh, wow. But it's... Yeah, that's a good <laughs> wash for the monsters. <laughs> but it's... I'm mostly there for the humor, so it's like... And that keeps the combat from getting, like, <laughs> aggravating for me, so... But... I was I was uh, I've always been pretty happy with uh, the the RPG mechanics of the Rebirth games. I think they're re- they're really solid systems. Yeah, I mean they're not no. they're, they're not train wrecks like the first game was. Oh um, my god! I think they definitely like Rebirth three. I thought was pushing it a bit by the end, where it's just like, yeah, you know, I've been doing this combat for three games and it hasn't really changed at all. Yeah. <laughs> so that is interesting though that you're playing with. A very different way than I do, where I always have like harder monsters on, especially yeah. in Rebirth Three. And Mega Nep does not have any of that difficulty slider stuff. No, no. Yeah. So, so we all had to just play through the one version. Yeah, and which meant I had to be a little more cautious, which is kind yeah. of hilarious because I think Mega Nep is the only one that I didn't get a game over screen on at some point. Okay, that's so. very surprising to me because. <laughs> Boy, did I have some rough fights in this game. Oh, oh no, yeah. there, were, like, there were some that took me a long time to do. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that were I, pretty much just like, okay, the enemy killed that person, now I res them, and then the next enemy killed them again, now I res them again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm talking like, oh, they just wiped my entire team in one turn, okay. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. So you really like the first game, and then obviously... Yeah, I liked the first one. The, the second one, I had been warned ahead of time about think, some yeah. of its problems. And it was... Overall, I liked it. I didn't mind Nep Gear so much. Um, the way I've always described it to other people when I'm talking about it is... The problem with Nep Gear is she pretty much has, like, PTSD or, like, survivor's guilt. Which would is fitting for what happened to her in there. But it doesn't really mesh well with the humor in the Neptunia setting. So yeah, they hadn't quite that... figured out how to do serious tones with the just the sharp comedy angle that that first game had. 
and, and, and I, trying to throw you right into that at the start of Rebirth yeah. 2 just doesn't quite fly. That and it was that was pretty much our introduction to Nepgear. If she had been in the first game, aside from like extra content, mm-hmm. if she had actually had some role in it, I think it probably would have been a little smoother too. Because I've been like, oh yeah, it's Nepgear. I remember when she was you know doing that stuff and stuff like, oh I think I saw that option to get her. I never did though. So, <laughs> yep, yeah. Rebirth One is super weird to me because they had this golden chance to like do a new first chapter in the hyperdimension stuff, and they chose to just actually remake the first game, which has takes place in a different universe. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty just, much like the very, pilot. Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect way, because they totally rebooted things with Mark II. Where it's like, there's still some things that carry over from the pilot, but it's like, anything that doesn't, nobody ever mentions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, the, the intro to Rebirth 2 is just way too abrupt. Just yeah. throwing it to Nepgear immediately. When she wasn't in the previous game, it's just very strange. Yeah. They could have also calmed down a little bit on all the bondage in there, too, but <laughs> that's really, just me. <laughs> they were all about that in that opening yeah. scene. Let me tell you. Even in the anime, they kept that part. Yeah, they, they kept going yeah. with it. They came back to well, it multiple you... times. Well, when you guys mentioned the uh, the Dagu scene, and there that was my first thought was, oh, that one part from Rebirth Two, <laughs> where they're going into the volcano area. <laughs> but I mean, it turned out it wasn't exactly like that. But that was my first mm-hmm. thought on it was just that because it it was similar to it, but still. <laughs> but then. It was a couple months later because I was waiting for the uh, Steam sale again, and then I picked up Rebirth 3, and I just pretty much devoured that game in about a week. Jeez, yeah. Yeah. That one took me a while because it is a huge game. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think it's still the longest. I took a month break away from that game, like two or three chapters in. I think I did too. Yeah, it just became a little overwhelming because I played it like right after Rebirth 2. That that's just how I tend to play those games. So I don't play yeah. anything else. So, and I think I was even like calming down on like FF14 at that time. So it was like, well, I'm going headfirst into this one. All the time in the and, world. And it was an amazing game. I mean, it still is really. Yeah. But it it was a lot of fun, and I didn't do all of the extra content. Just that first oh. one, like right after the. Uh, right after you get the true ending. Yeah. Uh, the cell which phone. Ties, yeah, which ties in real nice with the intro. So... <laughs> yeah, the cell phone arc is, I think, like actually really good. I mean, it yeah. requires a little bit of grinding. Like, even at that point, I just put it to, like, super experience and easy enemies because I had to be, like, 120 or something to beat those guys at the end. Yeah, but see... Then, and... But then there's that extra side content where it's like, hey, you want to be, like, level 900 for this. And I'm just like, okay, no... Yeah, I remember when I went into one of those dungeons, like, all right, let's do this. Because, like I said, I always run with those, like, right at the beginning. So I was already, like, 100, you know, 120, yeah. somewhere around that. And then it's like, I do my attacks, it's like, zero, zero, zero. It's like, okay, this is not good. I need <laughs> yeah. to get out right now. <laughs> and then I only know one person that ever grinded every character in that game to 999 mm. so jesus 
So, I guess we come to Mega Dimension Neptunia Victory 2 now? Yes! <laughs> 20 minutes in, we're, like, actually getting to the game. Well, it's, hey, well, you, that, you, got, you gotta give everything context. I know, yeah. So, well, either that or talk about Hyper Devotion and uh, Action Unleashed. Eh, but... <laughs> I think maybe we're good. The spin-offs we can, are kind of whatever. We can skip all the side stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, I think this game has a real striking opening... There's that intro movie with Uzme standing kind of on the mountainside, and she's looking off, and she sees, like, the four dark CPUs. Yeah. And I think that shot is real interesting, because it's misleading, like, on purpose, I think. Because your first thought is so obvious when you see, like, dark purple, dark green, dark white, dark black. Like, you think it has something to do with the main four CPUs. Yeah. Yeah. It totally doesn't. Like, like there's entire, never an explanation. This entire game's opening is built on completely shattering your expectations for this yeah, series. And it's totally. genius for doing it. Yeah, it it totally seems like they're doing a Rebirth 3 thing where, like, she's traveled to an alternate dimension and, you know, how Plutia was there. And, yeah. oh, it's Uzume this time. Yeah. But something's obviously gone horribly wrong. Yeah. So, like, they really build up this the- feeling that it's an alternate universe, just like the previous game was, and it's totally not. No. And then the dark CPUs really have nothing to do with the main ones. It's just very interesting misdirection, because it had me confused for a very long time. There's that whole part where, like, you're finding those logs as Nepgear and kind of translating what's going on, but that's a bit further in. Yeah, yeah. That intro movie is real solid. Yeah, it's it's probably like the best animated of all of the uh, uh, Neptunia openers as well. Great yeah. opening theme too. Oh yeah, definitely. The music Everything in this game fits. in general is amazing. Yeah, as well as all the opening themes. Yep. So this game also has a pretty brief intro in the hyperdimension with Neptune and Nepgear. Yeah, just. Again, totally just misleading your expectations by just throwing you a scene that you would just expect in in, in, a, in a Neptunia game of just like, oh, hey, look, a console. <laughs> I, have a, I found a console. Let's go home and play it. Well, that's pretty normal for this series. Yeah. If I recall correctly, I think Neptune hears the sound of plastic hitting concrete, which seems to be a sound she's very familiar yes, with. Yes, she, she knows <laughs> the very what... distinct sound of a console <laughs> being dropped. Oh dear. So I like that this game like, obviously doesn't throw you in instantly like Rebirth 2 did. Yeah. But it also was smart to, to not have a real dragged out intro like Rebirth 3 did. Yeah. Because yeah. in that game, you spend like an hour or two before you actually... Yeah, before you actually do the... Uh, transfer over. Yeah. Yeah, this game is maybe 20 yeah. minutes. And, the, and there's no actual like gameplay before you switch in this one. Nope. Yeah, you don't actually like, go anywhere. Rebirth in... 3 had, like, had the joke where Nepgear's level 10 and Neptune's <laughs> that, level 1. That was That's really so... good! <laughs> yeah. And it made sense, I think, in that game because... Like, you had to establish these are the hyperdimension versions of the characters so that you could play off that later. But this game just kind of gets right to the meat of it. Yeah. I do also like how how they always explain why Neptune is pretty much so weak, even though there's continuity between the (laughs) games. Like, she's just been lazing around the entire time. Just lazy. (laughs) This is like... You know, everybody's like, you know, how does Samus always keep losing her gear? It's like, well... (laughs) That's the mystery for time, but we know how Neptune loses her shit. She just lays around eating Cheetos. She D-levels. That's ridiculous. 
I'm pretty sure she sells all her high-end gear. Yeah, like she gets rid of all of her high-end gear, buys new gaming consoles, <laughs> and boom, there you go. So then you're thrown into the zero dimension just, and a big new shiny apocalyptic dungeon. It's just like, what? Like, this yeah. is not at all what I was expecting, and I was just full of glee the moment it happened. So around the time I think of Rebirth 1 and 2, I'd actually played a demo for this on Japanese PSN. Uh-huh. So I had seen this dungeon, but I had no idea what, what any of the characters were saying. <laughs> well, it was just interesting. And then that... The demo like skips ahead to one of the dark purple fights, it's, and I have no idea what to do there. But yeah, <laughs> so I've kind of seen this beforehand, but it's cool finally playing it for real. And then, again, it kind of misdirects because there's that big Planetune building in the background, and you're like, what? Is this is this Planetune? Oh my god. Like, did we just blow up everything by turning on this <laughs> console, or did we actually travel somewhere? I figured... Since especially since it was established in there, it was either dimensional travel or time travel. That's kind of what I was figuring. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, well, if Neptune and Nepgear suddenly disappeared, yeah, things probably would go to shit for Planetune, especially during the shift period. Yeah. And that's a big, uh, big thing that they bring up, like in the Centro too, is like the mm-hmm. the CPU shift period. Where think of it as an election cycle. Where everybody, yeah. like, rumors are spreading about all of the goddesses and, like, the people's faith is being tried mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like, if they're going to be ousted or not. That's sort of like, it's a premise they set up in these opening scenes, but then just kind of completely abandoned. At, yeah, at, at that was kind of weird. Because, like, yeah, that it's... stuff doesn't become relevant at all until Chapter 2 in the Hyperdimension. Yeah. But then they bringing it up in the intro was kind of strange. Yeah. But I also think, like, I had never actually even thought that it was a time travel thing, but that also totally makes sense that if I they mean, I, disappeared, I, I, hey, that, this is what yeah. happened. <laughs> and it's like, I was kind of leaning towards dimensional travel, because, again, it's like every single game beforehand has had that. But it's one of those where it's like, yeah. well, it could be, you know, or maybe a bit of both, too. Yeah. So, And then you meet Uzume. Best character! Best character. <laughs> Like this Uzume game is awesome. <laughs> like I've said it on the Sox cast before, but I'll say it again. <laughs> this game doesn't work without Uzume being the character that she is. Oh, absolutely at not. All. Like this game yeah. falls apart. If they had botched any part of this character, it would have just fallen apart. Absolutely. Like the entire like, game is built on her. Yeah, the entire game revolves around her in some way, even when you don't realize it is in the middle part. Yeah, even when yeah. she is not even when she is not the quote unquote protagonist of any specific arc mm-hmm. you may be in, she is still very much the protagonist. Yeah. Despite the she's fact that, you know, making she is important in some way yeah. to yeah. whatever is going on in the game at pretty much any time. Yeah. So, like, for the outline, I don't remember, like, the exact ins and outs of the Zero Dimension part. There's just kind of, like, the first few dungeons, like... They're kind of just really... getting you familiar with, like, yeah. the new the new area, setting up this whole, like, Uzume is kind of, like, putting up this resistance against these dark CPUs uh, and giants right. and stuff yeah. like that. They're just kind of basically setting you up and showing you, like, what this new world is, easing you into the experience, yeah. and throwing you a couple of easy dungeons to just be like, hey, here's yeah. a... Here's this fancy new combat system we got, stuff like that. Yeah, it's the, 
they because they they introduced like the main things where it's like there's no more humans. All the humans were killed off long ago. Uzme's pretty much the only humanoid character left. Yeah. And it's like everyone she's protecting are actually monsters. Yeah. Like the little tiny ones, like Dagoos and the baby bugs. But um, and there's this big purple giant stomping around, destroying everything. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 it kind of turns the whole Neptune thing on its ear because you know you've spent all of these games beating yeah. up monsters and now it's just like they're the only inhabitants of this world that we just kind of somehow ended up in i thought it was especially funny it was the baby bugs after rebirth 3 made such a big deal out of yeah. the, them being like oh yeah. they're so gross yeah oh my well, god well the models do change for the baby bugs uh oh, really? from the start to the end yeah is because the one that they use in um mega dimension is the later stage where they they do comment where it's like they look a little different, and it's they don't have like the the bugly eyes and the big lips huh. anymore, and so they they do make up a little cuter looking. There's a lot and of then, little interesting ways they kind of tweak the art like that. Um, like, like there's a we haven't talked about him yet, but like there's like a, like like Umio has like his Umio radar, <laughs> and and like his dorsal fin actually spikes up in his character art when he's talking about having a radar. And it's just it's yeah. a real subtle thing that it was just like, wait a minute, did they really do a new asset for that? Yeah, I didn't actually notice that until you uh, pointed that out and I was playing through again. I was like, wow, yeah, his his uh, fin did go all pointy right there. <laughs> I've noticed a lot of the character sprites will have weird little touches like that. Like I noticed in uh, the blonde versus zombies that Danke Kiko, like the doll she's holding will kind of match her. Yeah, it expression. matches her expression, yeah. yeah. And I think Gemma does that for Broccoli as well. Yeah, no, both of them will do that where it's like if she's smiling, it'll be smiling. If she's like yeah. frustrated, it'll be frustrated. It's a very cute little cute. touch. So the dungeon in this game, the dungeons are also like way bigger than anything They're in the like previous wide open. Just Yeah. And, and... I mean, they're still just like big mazes or mm. linear corridors, but but like the game, the Rebirth games especially, because I don't know. I think the original PS3 game actually did have pretty big dungeons, but they were still in the corridors. Rebirth games. They, were, they still... were really just like a room, and then you run to the end to hit the event flag. Like I actually got a little lost in the subway maze. Yes, yeah, yeah. One. There were a couple of dungeons that I actually ended up getting lost in. Yeah, uh, the... there, there are things that can qualify as dungeons, even if they're relatively simple. Like for this series, they're a massive. Yeah, they're departure. actually they're actually pretty decent, like dungeon yeah. designs, and like even though like later in the game they do start getting reused. I still, yeah, th- I, I still think that overall, like the effort they put into making good dungeons, kind of works. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it, it feel you, you definitely feel it. Like, uh, I've played uh, some of Fairy Fencer F, and uh, I think that that's sort of where they started taking some things a little more seriously about their game design because that game's got some all right dungeon design going on too. <laughs> like, it's got like actual platforming and stuff. So it was kind of cool. interesting uh, seeing that. At least, yeah, even if Fairy Fencer F is not very good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely really liked how this game kind of front-loaded with a bunch of new dungeons. Like, it wasn't just one and then, oh, here's the old stuff again. It was like 
five five in a row or something. They kind of had that... to. They kind of had to throw out all the new stuff if this is how they were going to start the story, though, because not many, yeah, true. not many of those older dungeons actually fit. Uh, you know, the they apocalyptic setting. Ruined Factory could have made a return. God damn it! That's my. Oh, I'm still pissed off that Ruined Factory isn't pissed. It really, and there isn't yeah. a joke about it still existing. Like, come on! I did like, kind of miss the factory. Just, just have the factory <laughs> yeah. dungeon there one time, and all you've got to do is have Neptune pay it off by saying something like, "This seems a little familiar." <laughs> it's weird that for as meta as the series gets, they haven't made a joke about that yet. Yeah. I mean, maybe that dungeon didn't show up in Rebirth, or not Rebirth, in Mark II and Victory as much. Yeah, and this is a series that has Neptune go, debug your games properly, Idea Factory yeah, International. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the other new thing about the combat is kind of those surround techniques where if you get, like, three characters in a triangle, you can do an attack. Yeah, yeah. It's kind and of just I... like a burst damage yeah. kind of thing. A lot so, of the the combat is different really because like how you select your attacks and everything it's really streamlined. Yeah. they streamlined it in a way that i think is really smart like everything yeah, it... is just much simpler like the combo system like it might seem a bit more complicated at first but it's actually a lot simpler and it's kind of like easier to set up like infinitely like just infinitely critical with every attack if you yeah if you pay attention to all of the attributes for every attack you set in your combo chain mm -hmm. it it did definitely make me a lot more selective about which weapon i was getting yes and things like that because there was <clears throat> like i think with uni i had a real hard time getting her a weapon because it's like Anytime it's like, oh, it's an upgrade. Oh, this one only has, like, two attacks on everything. Man, I found one that had, like, five rush slots. She never stopped using that weapon. Because yeah. it, because she's got, like, so many rush attacks that are, like, eight to thirteen hits apiece. And it's just like, oh, I'm just, don't worry. I'm going to finish off this entire battle with Uni alone. <laughs> yeah, I, or, I think I remember that one screenshot where you hit the hundred um, combo attack with just Uni alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the same thing where, for me, it was S-Shaw had, like, a weapon with a ton of combos. It's like, well, I can just have her feed the entire team EXE meter. She doesn't have to actually do damage. Yeah. I, did, I remember setting my combos a lot more in this game, though, because every time you get a new weapon, it's like, well, let me tinker I've with things gotta, in the air. I've got to reconfigure everything. Yeah. yeah. It, it was that, or you went into the very next combat, I was like, son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah, that yeah. too. <laughs> That happened more than I'd like to admit. The first, the first couple of dungeons, I was like that, where I'd go into a new area and it'd be like, I'd have like you know a new weapon or something, and it'd be like, son of a bitch, I'm getting my ass kicked. Why am I getting my ass kicked? Oh, yeah. I didn't set shit up. Yeah, the worst is when you like remove everything from power or something because the weapon you are using doesn't have any power, and then you equip yep. something new, and it's just like, oh, I can't attack now. I have one lead off attack, and that is it. Yeah. <laughs> Welp. Yeah, I get. I do remember that system being kind of a welcome change after all the rebirth stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because it. I mean, it. It takes a little bit to learn it, but once you do, it is very easy to use. And in all the rebirth ones, it's like, what's the strongest? Put all that till I run out of points. Yeah, then yeah. put something weaker. Yeah. So, and that's how all those were. And then with this one, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I used that one in this slot. Now I can't use it again in the second slot. Huh. Okay. And so it, it did take a lot more work to get everything to like, yeah, to run together smoothly. Yeah, I like that they but... don't let you just 
repeat the same attack like in the chain either. Like you have to like every attack can only be used once in a in a combo chain. I thought that was you know again, there's a lot of smart things they did to mm-hmm. improve like the combat and overall gameplay of the game. Yeah, yeah. I just wish positioning mattered more because like yeah, outside it's... the first couple zero dimension parts, like it's still you basically never yeah. have to use those like positioning things again. Nah. It's just kind of a cool idea that just kind of falls off. Like, I don't know. No, I agree. There's, I agree. A, there's a boss way later on that does require it, basically. Yeah. And you're just not really thinking that it's going to be required halfway through the game all of a sudden again. Yep. I would usually still try to position my characters around, like, especially bosses or and yeah. sometimes bigger enemies, just because you could get the break damage, which would give you a little bit of extra um experience and credits i want to say yeah and sometimes items but uh a lot of times it's just like oh does this guy have any breakable parts and sometimes like oh he does excellent <laughs> yep uh so a bit further into the story you meet the first male playable character in the series hooray and he's Umio. he's a gentleman and, uh, like the sweetest of sweethearts he and... really is like I knew he. the whole thing was like, oh, he's got such a sexy, smooth voice. Yeah. But then like, when you play through the whole game, like, he's really honestly a great character. Yeah, he's yeah, just a genuine, genuine heart of gold, and yeah. he's a fish. And he's a fish. Because <laughs> we can't have a humanoid man in the series. Unless it's someone like Mr. Bad. Yeah, yeah I was but, just going to say, what are you talking about? We had Mr. Bad before. But he, okay, he's not playable, though. No. And he, true, he's true. Evil. I will. I mentioned though that Umio was playable, but only if you buy the DLC. Yeah. Which that's real yeah. dumb because that character it's... is with you throughout that entire like most of that story arc. Yeah, and yeah. It's like we... not so... having him, not having him just feels weird. But also having him feels weird. But I think like I do really appreciate that the way the party numbers worked out. Yeah, always gave room for him in that part. Like. That was good. Like you didn't feel like you were cheating by bringing him along. Yeah, yeah. It's just like he was like, meant he to be there. a lifesaver. <laughs> He's just totally like, oh, I'm going to come with you now, and I'm like, okay, then I'm going to add you to the party now. Exactly. That's that's <laughs> the only times that I used Umio as well is when yeah. he was explicitly with the party. Yeah, and there's even a part in chapter three where three characters go off on their own, and Umio's like, I'm coming with you, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm using Umio again. Yeah, <laughs> just real funny. Like so, how explicit the, that was. Some of the best attacks in the game. Oh, and yeah, skipping way ahead. His EXE is amazing. Yes! <laughs> like, I do, it doesn't even have, like, the same background as the others. It's just, like, a sunny beach and yeah. he's just surf, surfing around. <laughs> and I think that animation changes a little bit if you use it on, like, one of the Dark God CPU things. Because they're just, so big. I think it's boss-dependent. Like, if it's, uh, a, if it's a boss, like, it changes slightly and it also gets extended. Cool. I'll have to check that out sometime. That's that's a great EXE. Yep. What are his other attacks? Like one of them actually like on I played the PS4 version, that one where he has like all the baby bugs and stuff. Yeah, he summons charged. monsters. <laughs> that one lags like crazy. It's just like, oh, we're going like fifteen FPS now. Yeah, it, 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 la- <laughs> it lagged my PC pretty hard anytime I did that attack, but it always felt good too. Yeah, it's just it's like kind of funny. Just seeing all of that damage just fly off of everything. Yeah. It's real good. It's real good. So yeah, Umio, he's He's sort of uh, Uzume's only companion other than, like, the monsters they're protecting. And they have, yeah. like, 
they got a weird dynamic going on where like he's just kind of like listening to what she tells him to do and you, you don't really know why but it's just like well mm-hmm. oh, okay they've got they've got a dynamic and they're making it work he's like he's, the gen- she's like commander and he's her first general yeah yeah i was going to say he's yeah. kind of like her advisor in a sense it's yeah. like he he's never calling the shots but he definitely gives her advice on things yeah yeah he's definitely always like looking out for her well-being uh, he has he has a lot of very sweet moments, you know, where he's yes. you know that he is very devoted to her, like no matter what, and only wants what's good for her. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of too bad. Like we knew about this character's like this character like years beforehand. Yeah, like, like well, I blame Ashley imagine? because Ashley had, yeah. like loves everything that is a fish. So like yeah. as soon as she was <laughs> like, like, so you add all... a fish to a Neptune game, and it's just like, yeah. well, there you go. But even, like, in the marketing materials, and he's probably on the back of the box or something, like, I'm just thinking, imagine how it would have played if you had no idea about this character. And, like, they you had the same, yeah, and you had the same revelation that the characters yeah. do. Like, just like, oh my fucking god. Because they build it up for a while, where you're just hearing his voice through the radio, yeah. and they're just like, oh man, I can't wait to meet this guy with the hot voice, and yeah. then you do, and it's this fish. <laughs> and Neptune and Nepgear's face just goes blank. Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> like the 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 big like close up, big splash background they do for him when he first shows up. It is just the deadpan look on his face, like oh my yeah. god, it's so goofy. It's too bad that like that moment will never really play for the player though. No, if they I, know it. Yeah, going in. yeah, because I mean, Umio was just like a huge part of the marketing for that game. Yeah, like. You can't just, like, make a fish plushie and say, oh, it's, you know, it's important somehow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, See, he was in the special edition, too, as an actual plush. Yep. See, I remembered really? Umio from Rebirth 3, because he was one of the characters you could get in Felice's Tower. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, right. Or Stella's Tower. Yeah. And, um, although I forgot about Uzume and um, the other important character that we haven't talked about yet yeah yeah so, oh boy big like important character so in there and i completely <laughs> forgot about them until i went back and replay it's like how the fuck did i miss these two <laughs> i only i only used uzume as my scout in rebirth 3 <laughs> i i think oh, i just stuck with felice at the time because uh they had the highest uh observation and of course it only goes higher when you play with them more so yeah but I Next time around, I, it only, up. <laughs> I think I only used Umio. I don't even remember getting Uzume in the tower. So then you have, I guess, your first giant battle. Yeah, I think that's around then in the story. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a cool moment. That is a real cool moment because again, it's just like them kind of playing around with their combat yeah. system. Uh, real simple attacks like these. The, yeah. gi- the giant fights, as cool a gimmick as they are, they're never threatening at all. Yeah, I really... The first one, I think, is, like, the hardest. Like, yeah. the first one is basically the only one ever capable of killing you. Yeah, because your your HP is so low at that point. Yeah. And I that, really thought, like, they the final never, ones towards... Yeah, they never scale good enough to where yeah. you should be at. And that's... And it's weird, because, like, this is a game with, like, like the harshest uh, EXP yeah, scaling. Like, you are... Like, this game does not want you to be, like, the crazy levels that you need to be in the other games. Like, I true-ended this game at, like, level 68. 
Oh, I was going to say people have done it like 50. Yeah, it's you can do it yeah. super low. Yeah. Yeah, I just wish like the towards the end of the game especially like those final bosses probably should have just been one-shotting anybody that they hit. Yeah. And it still wouldn't have been hard because you can just run back and revive, but like there would be some tactics of like, oh, do I want to split everybody up or have them kind of close together? Yeah. It's so, like they're cool, they're real up. cool conceptually though. Yeah, it's a great idea. Uh, hopefully it's something that they can like yeah. look at and expand upon mm-hmm. should they follow yeah. this up somehow. They'd also need a story reason to have a bunch of gigantic bosses again. Oh, I'm sure they could do it. Yeah. So they could do I don't. A hollow deck. <laughs> I don't remember exactly how the plot progresses after you beat. I guess R four shows up and eh. I didn't like yeah. that they reused her so much again. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about R four. Like, the only way you can get away with having R four in another Neptune game is if she becomes a playable character. And she is Mm -hmm. on your side throughout that storyline. That is the only way they can ever get away with reusing her or Warichu ever again. Because they just don't work anymore. Yeah, especially in this game... Uh, R4 just like was really just there as like she's not even the big bad anymore which was good she's just like the fodder villain like she's probably the underling of this game yeah that and honestly uh, that is one thing that I kind of liked about um the whole series though is that R4 was really only the big bad in I guess technically one and two but after that she's still there but is she's no longer like the main focus villain yeah. It's just, and it's they all kind of treat her that way too. Where it's just like, oh, it's you again. How's it going? Okay. <laughs> do, do we have to beat you up today, or are we just like, are we just you know, two passing ships? <laughs> but she's all she's also the final boss and stuff of Hyper Devotion Noir, and it's just like, oh, really, guys, again. <laughs> yeah, the only way that those characters can ever be interesting from here on is if they give you a story reason for them joining your party. Yeah. It was funny, like, I didn't even remember, like, you kill R4 in this game, like, towards the end, but it's just, like, a clone and totally anticlimactic. Like, yeah. they even seem to acknowledge it's just like, oh, yeah, this means nothing at this point, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's kind of weird how... She, what she becomes, sort of, towards the end, because it's like... It's no longer, like, really her, I want to say, but... I mean, the whole zero-dimension stuff is actually weird, where, like, none of it actually exists in a weird way. But it... So she's just being created by, you know, we'll get to that part later. Yeah, yeah, it's weird manifestation things going on here. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if... Yeah, she's, like, a memory of the previous R4, maybe? Quite possibly, because... very strange. Well, oh, and again, we can get into that later, just because yeah. it does get very story heavy at that point. Yeah. So, um, so next thing I remember happening that I have on the list here is that Neptune leaves the party and goes back to the hyperdimension. Yeah, and then you start worrying because now you're left with your good pal Nep gear. Yeah, but for a while you just play as Neptune by herself. By herself in the yeah. hyperdimension. Yeah, it's real weird, and it's interesting that they. Mm-hmm. They, they let you do or they made that a part of the game it's just like well, yeah i think uh, it was really nice to kind of get a break from the zero dimension setting because 
it's such a dark and gloomy place. Yeah, and this and is a series like, that, and this is a series yeah. that does thrive on its bright colors and upbeat yeah. atmosphere. Because I was just thinking, like, man, this would be such like a bad first game in the series to play because like. 20 minutes in, you're in this apocalyptic city, and then you stay there for, like, 10 hours. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, man, like, I like this game, and I like the writing, but, man, the setting's real gloomy here. <laughs> so you get a little chapter with Neptune by yourself, and combat's not great here because you're by yourself. Yeah. I was really like, come on, come on, IF Compa, let's let's go out and party. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, no, we're not going to do that. Like, yeah. Well, okay. And then you get introduced to the most important game mechanic in the whole thing, root building. Oh, yeah. Root yeah. building. Yeah, big important thing where you're... You just, gotta, gotta mention that. Just gotta pay money to do a thing that you did <laughs> in the other games. Oh my god, so... Skipping ahead here, in Chapter 3, I would always like spend all my money on investing and stuff. Yep. And then be like, oh, I need to build a route like, for 20000 all the way across this map. Yeah, I've, I've got. I've literally just got to reload my save because I just screwed myself. Yep. Made that mistake my first time. I did that like multiple times. Oh my god, I'm an idiot. I think I'll, I started I'll admit, doing... I I usually started with root building. Like anytime they're yeah, like, we need to go really here. It's like build the root. Okay, now let's see what else we have going on. <laughs> so I'm just mentioning this because for me specifically, this was so insanely weird for me. Because I had just spent like a month playing Civ Five mods with Neptunia skins <laughs> on them, so I've just played Civ Five for like a month with Neptune girls as the world leaders, and all of a sudden I'm playing Mega Nep, and they're adding in all these systems like root building and investing and yeah, social commerce, that's, and I'm that's just real like, fucking weird. I'm just so confused. Like, oh my god, you got Civ in my fucking Nep again. <laughs> just like, why? Why is public relations a thing in this now? <laughs> You've got to make your citizens happy, yes. or they'll revolt. That was just incredibly weird because you you literally build your roads in that game as well. Yeah, and yeah. now you've got root building in that. Very well, silly. It's it's, so. it's kind of hilarious in a sick sort of way to me because they say the whole point of building these roads is to make it safer for the citizens to travel. Oh yeah, except and then they you encounter maps. enemies on them. <laughs> Man, the encounter rate on that world map. Oh, I forgot about that. It always yeah. seems just like that that game is ready to throw an encounter at you like one or two nodes from where you're wanting to go. It's like, yep. Man, fuck off. If you've got to go across the map, it's fine. If you've got to go like two nodes, you'll hit two battles. Yep. A lot of times whenever I was going across the map, it's like I would select the route and then it's like first node I hit combat. Yeah. Oh, and then it makes like you reroute route again. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't... I kind of forgot about that because it doesn't show up on New Game Plus, thank God. Yeah, yep. yeah. I just don't know it. what those random battles really added to the game. Because, like, in the Zero Dimension, when you're traveling, like, that bottom road a bunch... Yeah. Like, it's just the same, like, level one enemies that you just... They're totally trivial. Yeah, it's very tedious. Yeah. And, w and with that, it did make a bit more sense because, again, post-apocalyptic world. Right. Yeah, I guess it... It could have been only there, but I also think they should have s scaled up a bit as you progressed yeah. through the story. Yeah, it, I don't think it would have been a bad idea to have scaling enemies for yeah. that kind of stuff. Even if you keep them a little bit weaker because you don't want it where you get to the destination and go, well, now I have to go back to replenish my healing yeah. supplies. Especially since they put a hard cap on how many you can have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
it just seemed like an attempt to kind of make it more of a journey and a JRPG thing, but it just didn't work because the battles ended up being so trivial. Yeah, it just ultimately yeah. gets in the way. Yeah. I mean, I will admit one or two of those that I did, I ended up getting where it was like the Silver King guy was like worth an ass load of experience. Yeah. And that was definitely nice. Oh. But overall, though, it was still just really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> so on New Game Plus, when you have the ability to turn those off, if you just press, I think, X or whatever you on a get, node, yeah. it'll initiate the fight. So you can just go to the one in Lowy where the Silver King spawns and just do it over and over and over. <laughs> yep. Nice. <laughs> so I got like a million monies there because I didn't know about the thing to sell the CPU parts. <laughs> but, so that was just my grinding spot for a bit because I'm just like, yeah, I need like five levels right now <laughs> and a billion money. Uh, so then next up in the story, you finish the, like the Neptune's little side story. And then this really surprised me. You go and just play as Nepgear and Uzume by themselves now. They, back in the zero dimension. I, I will say that they had a golden opportunity here and they took it because I think that just this little chapter here mm-hmm. is, is kind of enough to give Nepgear a second chance. To kind of give oh, her a yeah. chance to actually be a character that... You know, like, they could have gone the total wrong way about doing this. Uh, like, they could have just made her all sad and mopey because, uh, you know, she's not with Neptune anymore. But, no, like, yeah. no, she's there of her own volition. You know, like, she knew what she was doing and she made that choice. Uh, and I think that that gave her, like, a, a much stronger sense of yeah. character. Uh, and I was very happy with that. Like, Nebgear, like, got points there for me. It was just like, you know what? Yeah. You're, you're all right. It, honestly, overall, the entire game kind of felt like it was retelling, like, Rebirth 1, 2, and 3 again, in a way. Where it's like you had, like, Neptune, and then you had your section with, like, just the CPU candidates. And then you go back to having, like, both of them. I can see that. Yeah, it was this where it had like the arcs like that, where it's, it, yeah. it wasn't exact, but it was just like it kind of felt like that. And it sort of felt like it was done better because now you know who these characters are and everything and you have an understanding of them. Yeah. Yes, for me, it was like Rebirth 3 kind of feels like a much better version of Rebirth 1 where they kind of amped the humor up to 11 and also did a very similar story about like going through the four nations and stuff and meeting all those characters for the first time again. And this game, this game really did remind me of rebirth Two, where it focuses on the candidates. It focuses on Nepgear. Like it's using all the characters to their fullest. Yeah. Like I, and it it also tell, it also tells like a much more serious story than the other games do besides rebirth Two. But I just think this is a much more successful version of that kind of archetype for a story yeah and and yeah. and nepgear and uzume's personalities just kind of match really yeah. well and i wasn't expecting that i really didn't expect them to kind of match up as well as they did because they're both kind of you know very stoic uh mm-hmm. and very serious you know one due to her obvious plight as being the, the only defender of her <laughs> world and the other just because you know her, like, sister her, her sister is Neptune. Her sister is Neptune. So by virtue, she has to be the more mature one. So mm-hmm. when you get those two personalities together, it's just like it's it, it's more of like there's like genuine friendship there that I thought was uh, really well written. Yeah. Uh, no matter how you cut it, it's really really good. 
And there's also yeah. the whole like kind of ma- master senpai vibe where Uzume's kind of the big sister. Nepgear doesn't really have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she's trying, she's trying to impart her wisdom to Nepgear. Yeah. Like I do think that friendship is kind of one of the more subtle things in this game, but like it's definitely there. And like at the very end, when Uzume asks them to do the thing, she asks Nepgear. Yeah, like, like that's yeah. and you know she doesn't like, go for the protagonist of protagonists. Neptune. No, she like, asks Neptune to yeah, do she, it. Yeah, she 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 asks because like, I think the person that kind of meant more to her on that journey. Yeah, and that is interesting that it's not Neptune. Yeah, yeah. Like if I when I I will say when I replay this game, I will probably <laughs> intentionally pay more attention to Uzume and Nepgear's relationship. Because it is something that kind of flew under the radar for me the first time. Yeah, it's it's, it's very not sweet. a huge. Not a huge use, not a huge Nepgear fan. Yeah, I wasn't either. But like uh, that, 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 yeah. that, that, that really won me over uh, for her as a character, and then like the actions yeah. that are taken later that follow it up. This game gave her a second chance and a, kind of a better reason. Yeah, they they also had a, like more time to like help develop her personality and everything. Because yeah. I think with like Rebirth Two, it was just like, oh well, we pretty much want her the opposite of Neptune. And so, but they kind of went too far. And again, if you're coming right off of like Rebirth One, going into Two, it's gonna be, where's Neptune? Yeah. So. (laughs) And and like just getting her away from Neptune was really really smart, because yeah, like that's been her whole thing. Is like when you meet her in Rebirth Two, it's I like everything is focused on Neptune still and getting Neptune back. And when you get Neptune back, how awesome that is! And and then you build their relationship from that. They got them. They got those two apart, and it did like a just huge wonders for Nepgear. Yeah, and I think with uh, with how Uzume is. And with how Nepgear is, they kind of needed one another. They Absolutely. needed a person like yeah. that for one another. Yeah, they kind of slot together really well. It's also good that this game doesn't start with Neptune being missing like Rebirth 2 did. Yeah. Because Rebirth 2 didn't give you any context, really, for their relationship. Like, why she was so desperate to get Neptune back. Yeah. Other than, oh, you're just, you're assumed MacGuffin. Knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because all you know is that that's her sister, and she was at the battle. Yeah, that's yeah. really all you know about them. And she wasn't in the previous game, so you know have no idea who this character is. Exactly. Yeah, and it's very like awesome. I said, it's like if you played Rebirth one, and probably had to do a new game plus to get enough uh, MB to actually get her. Yeah. Then you'll have a little bit of info, and then if you beat the game again, they have a little bit more in the cutscene with her. Yeah. But. That's the only way you're going to have any knowledge of her before yeah. Rebirth 2. But, yeah, that's so obscure, and it's, like, not really canon, in a sense. Yeah, exactly. It's like Rebirth 1 pretty much is a complete... I think that's counted as super dimension, actually. Yeah. It's not even hyper dimension. Yeah, so. it is a total split. Like, they... The rules of that universe aren't the same in the first game as all the others. Yeah. Like, that, like, like the first Neptunia game, the first Rebirth game has a definitive ending that... Yeah, when you play it by itself. Oh yeah, the true ending especially does not mesh with everything else. Yeah, like when you, you can't jump from that game's true end to anything else because it's just, you know, this is the end. Yeah. 
So as much as I do love the Uzume and Nepgear relationship, uh-huh. like this does kind of this does kind of highlight my biggest problem with the game is that when you actually look at it, there's not much Neptune in this game. No, there's not. There's like the first couple hours and then her little side story and then a whole lot of Neptune not being in the party coming up. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But they and make up for it. Yes. In a real I big way. I actually thought this way. was real clever. Yes. Just, like, story-wise and party number-wise, that they get rid of Neptune and then immediately bring in another Neptune. <laughs> they bring in a <laughs> Neptune that is just not really polar opposite. Like, she's not Purple Heart. Uh, no. Well, uh, it's she, a, she, a combination, almost. <laughs> yeah, it's... She's, uh... <clears throat> much bigger. <laughs> Uh, she is our thing. <laughs> You'd pull off that hoodie. You, I would. <laughs> like, bring that zipper right on down. We're talking about Big Nep. Big Nep. <laughs> we've talked about her a lot. If you follow yeah. us on Twitter or if you've listened oh, to a Sox cast at any point, you probably know what Big Nep is by now. And we're she, always reblogging her. We're always reblogging her. Always retweeting her. Everything. It's all for Big Nep. She's the best. Yeah. So basically, she is an older Neptune from another dimension. And that dimension just so happens to almost explicitly be... Oh, it is completely explicit. There's a scene, yeah. like, in the true ending. Yeah. If you go back, it is the Nep from Rebirth 3. It's the Nep from Rebirth 3 that wasn't born a goddess. Yeah. She Which captured... Is... She, ca- she was a bug catcher. Yeah. And, like, that was... It was like it's almost like they took a throwaway line and did something with it, or they knew ahead of time. I don't know because it's a real fucking genius how they followed that up. It's I don't especially know. funny with in Rebirth Three because they talk about like, hey, where's Neptune? Because like everybody else here, like, well, she didn't become a goddess, and knowing how you are, uh, she probably died starving in a ditch somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like oh pretty harsh <laughs> yeah there's like sorry neptune but you know <laughs> it is interesting like i can't say if i you don't know if they ever intended to follow up the ending of rebirth 3 where they deal with Krar by having this other neptune capture her but they did follow it up in pretty amazing way yeah by having that character actually become bigger and older and they brought Krar back as well. Yeah. Who is, I think, kind of the new main villain of the series. Yeah, because she like, kind like, of, I would like... Ra- yeah. I'd much rather have her keep showing up than R4. Yeah, R4 I, needs a break. Yeah, and I thought it was real cool how it's the same characters from the previous game. I mean, I guess Neptune wasn't really in it, but... Yeah. Krar is good because she just doesn't give a fuck. Like, she's <laughs> just like... She she's just... chaotic, neutral. Like, yeah. Just, yes. I want to watch it burn just to watch it burn. Yeah, yeah. Good she'll, she'll destroy the universe just because it's interesting. Yeah, it's like, hey, something cool to write about. Yeah. So she's just so passive that it makes her seem insanely evil by yeah. human standards. But she's not actively doing anything. It's mostly she hasn't seen a world do that before, and she kind of wants to. So it's not because it's like she thinks people need to be wiped out or 
to subjugate people or you know anything like that it's like i want to see what happens yeah. i haven't yeah <laughs> it's just how disconnected she makes herself seem that yeah it's it's, it's really, really awesome it's really awesome it's so the opposite of human yeah looking so at, yeah looking at the release dates it looks like uh, rebirth 3 came out in 2014 at the end of it mm-hmm. and it was uh April 23rd, 2015 for uh, uh, Mega Dimensions. But we'd so. have to like trace back to see like, yeah, if it's the victory. original... Yeah, if Victory yeah. actually mentions... If, like, yeah, I'm the... pretty sure Victory did as well have that ending. And that was back in two th- or, uh, 2012 yeah. for Victory. Yeah. So. yeah, there was a bit of a gap there while they did the Rebirth games. Did some good, did some spots. good. Yeah. So... Skipping ahead to the conclusion of this arc, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like you can, one thing, there's a part where you kind of go back and forth while I think Uzumega is sick that... Yeah. One, oh yeah, she gets injured. Yeah. One thing I will say is where uh, Big Nep is introduced also has the same scene that made me fall in love with Uzume. And that's where you finally kick oh, uh, yeah. R4's ass and she just goes full-on Judge Dread on her. <laughs> oh, yes. It's like... She's like, you can't hurt me. That's against law. And she's like, I am the law. What the fuck are you going to do? If I want to kill you, I will. And yeah, it's, it's like, just straight up. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> also, they like this is sort of like, like, like when Big Nap comes in. Some of the best insults in the series are just oh, hurled God. right at poor R4. <laughs> like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I no one's been sailing up that. to Arfjord. Everybody oh. posted those screenshots, and I was just like, Jesus, I forgot how vicious this it's was. so brutal! <laughs> it was so great. Everyone is just so sick of R4 shit at this point. <laughs> I just wonder if that's intentionally what they're doing, like, just driving that character into the ground on purpose. Oh, I, I just have to think so. She, yeah. She's pretty much been a joke character since uh, Rebirth 3, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... I do really love what they did with the actual villains of Rebirth 3 and this game. Yeah. Like, having R4 there just feels like a crutch at times. Like, oh, I don't know, we can't kind of move we past can't have We can't have a Neptune game without R4 in some way. It's like, come yeah. on, guys. It's okay. Well, you can let her go. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, given what she represents and everything. But yeah. Good point. She can be justified in this game in a yes. weird way, which is kind of great. So then you have the big climactic battle against the second Dark Purple. And Neptune comes back. And Big Nep and Little Nep meet each other, and it's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> and the dumbest thing ever happens. This just cracked me up when it happened. So this is the first time you have four characters besides Umio in your party, uh-huh. and you you learn a big like four way combo nation attack. Yeah, that you can't use because Big Nep can't transform. Yep. Yep. This series <laughs> is so bad about giving you a thing or explaining a thing in great detail, and you can't actually use it in any with any kind of immediacy because it's just something you'll have to do later. That was just so insane to me that it's just like, oh, to use this, I'd have to have everyone de-transform. Yeah, yeah. Why would I ever do that? Yeah. And no, I guess... that was one of the things I noticed, too. It's like, oh, sweet, I'm going to use that in. 
They aren't in the same. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, Big Nep really needs some sort of CPU counter. Well, like, and and that was kind of weird because in the in Rebirth Three they had that mechanic for the yeah. uh, for the makers. Yeah. Where if they did like their Dragon Ball Z power up type thing. Yeah. Like yeah. It was and this game has it for Gold Third. Yeah. And like Neptunia U has it for Denkikiko and Famitsu. Yeah. Like they have a second kind of powered up for them. Yeah. It's just that was so crazy to me that they because that's going to happen for literally everybody who plays the game. Yeah. It's going to give you those four characters, tell you have a new special move, and then not let you use it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just bananas. It's just such a common thread with this series that it seems like they're knowingly trolling at this point. Like, this is, the oh, first time, this is not the first time something like this will happen in this game! I think it's more of a thing in the Compile Heart games where the story and the gameplay systems feel at odds at times. Yeah, yeah. And I guess before we wrap up the Zero Dimension part, we haven't talked about Uzume's, uh, her cute side. Oh, where she God. makes dreams come true. <laughs> yeah. And I mention this now because I guess... Somebody can someone... totally hang out with everyone. <laughs> oh, my God. It's... So I guess her power is what made Neptune appear in that scene at the end there. Yeah, like, basically, like, it's... She wished Neptune would come back and they'd all fight the big boss together. Yeah, it's... And then it's it actually har- happens. It's, 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 it's really a Harumi cool. Suzumiya kind of thing where, like, she may be subconsciously molding the world around her without realizing it. Yes. <laughs> But Umio is totally, totally but Umio totally gets it, and 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 as for the character, it totally makes sense because she's based on the Dreamcast. <laughs> so Where's I a, thought you're doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, oh, that's real funny. That's how they work her into being Dreamcast, and yeah. I thought that's where the, I thought that's as far as they were gonna go, and boy, was it not. Yep, you were totally wrong. They so like they give you that, they give you a str- a scrap, and it's like, oh, okay, this is all you're gonna do. And then by the end of the game, it's just like, man, they could not possibly have gone further with making this character represent the Dreamcast yeah. in every evil <laughs> every way. single way. It's perfect. It's so good. And I love that fight because the opening theme of the Zero Dimension thing plays again. And that's just always a cool callback. It'll never not game, be cool. Yeah. Playing the opening during Final Bottles is great. Final Bottles. Final Battles. <laughs> this game does it three times, though. And it's still it's good every up. time! It's the most anime game ever. <laughs> then, like, you know, sort of like, you know, everybody... Like, like the, the, the arc resolves itself. You know, it's, it's sort of a happy ending, in a way, but yeah. you sort of leave things hanging. You've got, like, <laughs> you know, like, 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 Uzume and Umeo just kind of, like, land there having their moment of just, like, oh, man, we're fucking beat, but we fucking did it! It's so good! <laughs> That's such a happy moment, though. It is. They look so happy. They look so happy, like, these characters that you you, you generally don't feel get a lot of happy moments. And, like, oh, they, no, definitely not. They get that moment there they, at the end, and really nice piece of artwork to go with it, too, just yeah. kind of played out on the floor, just <laughs> completely drained, and, like, yeah, this feels good. Generally, the only happy moments they have is we got everybody evacuated in time. <laughs> yeah, That's as happy yeah, as it yeah. gets for them normally. 
but yeah, and even in that picture where they're just laying there, you can see like some grass growing like in just the baked ground as well to show that like things are maybe starting to change for the better for them. Yeah, it's 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 really cool little touches like that. So originally, I don't know if this was ever really true. They said this game was going to be three games yeah. in a series. Yeah. And I don't really buy that based on how the second and third ones would have gone. Yeah. But, like, this part by itself, like, could have been the shorter game, I guess. Yeah, this would have like, been, Because it like, just has kind of a real nice conclusion here. This would have been the hook. Yeah. I could kind of see it, but at the same time, it would have, I think, needed some real massive tweaks on it's, the second yeah. and third. Especially and, the second. Oh, and I was going to say, especially the third does not work in any way whatsoever as a standalone. Well, no, but, like, I was thinking more of, like, episodic is what they yeah. meant. Of, like, you know, like, Mega Dimension, Neptunia, V2, Episode 1, you know, the first one, and then the yeah. second one. And they're released a few months after one another, kind of like Telltale games. Okay, yeah, I yeah. can see it like that. Because it definitely couldn't be something where it's, like, 50 bucks for each. No, no. You would just <laughs> buy, buy everything at the start of a season, and then they release it. Like, that's what, that's what, that's the context I had read uh. into it, so. Yeah, I, I think I could see it like that. For me, it was like, I, I knew the chapter one was zero dimension stuff, and I knew chapter two was hyper dimension and like playing as the different goddesses. Yeah. So I kind of had this idea that these arcs were kind of not really going to be connected very well. And then it really comes full circle in a crazy way by the end. It's like, oh, this was all connected, huh? Yeah, they they, they put like, a nice bow on everything yeah. by the time it all comes together. Like, you... Throughout the whole thing, you're not sure if you should trust them to be able to pull this off or not, even though they pulled off yeah. Rebirth 3. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but like, this is, you know, like, despite its flaws, it's still their best written game. Yeah. They they landed the ending. Yeah, <laughs> they sure. fucking knocked it out of the but, park. Uh, I guess some something else I'd like to mention is in between each chapter you get credits and just some <laughs> of the descriptions they have for the characters. Umio's emergency, ra or, or yes. emergency rations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it's protagonist of protagonist for Neptune, innocent heroine for Nepgear, and daydreaming defender for Uzume. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool stuff. So with all those big credits and stuff out of the way, we move on to the Hyperdimension arc, the second chapter. Yay. A a and the pacing comes to a screeching halt. Oh my god, this... So this is where this game gets difficult to talk about. Oh, well, it's not so... difficult to talk about. I can talk about it. It's just, it hurts to say these things. Uh... It's less of a so... screeching halt, more of slamming into a brick Man, wall. When, when I saw all these images going around after this game shortly came out, and it was like, oh, look, you, like, you've got this, like, character select screen, and I thought it was like, oh, we're, we're gonna, like, go through this thing with, like, three distinct stories, and it'll be real interesting, and then, like, they all come together at the end or something, and then, well, it, it was... It yeah. had so much potential absolutely. for an idea. Yeah, like... And it just absolutely does not really come together. Getting these characters alone is, like, we've already done that with, like, Neptune, and getting, like, getting everybody separated is a good idea. It's really smart, because it gives mm -hmm. you a chance to to grow those characters beyond their joke. Yeah. I, I guess. Which I don't think the characters are defined by their jokes in this series 
that much. Like, it's obviously a huge part of who they are, but, like, if you get those characters by themselves and maybe, like, elaborate more on their motivations or their everyday lives and the things that they do when they're not involved with all of this other stupid bullshit that they have to deal <laughs> with when they're together, yeah. like, that's a real interesting premise, but that is not at all what um, nope. this arc does at all. Yeah, and I think, like, after Rebirth 3, you really realize what is good about the series is the characters interacting with each other. Yeah, well, at least, like I said, you could write real interesting yeah. stuff with these characters doing their own thing. Because mm -hmm. obviously they have their own motivations and their own yeah. conflicts. But but there's but we've never had a chance to properly explore that. So mm -hmm. what we yeah, get... Yeah, conceptually it is good, it's just real poor execution yeah yeah and i think part of that is because like everyone just gets stuck with their sister or noir and blonde really do yeah and it's just like oh like those are the interactions we've seen before yeah and it's like oh blonde is kind of being a bitchy older sister again oh boy and noir is being sundere to uni yeah yeah and then uh, it's a lot of things went wrong here where like there's almost too much and not enough emphasis on the gold third characters yeah yeah because like they kind of get in, they get in the way of it being like a character arc for each indiv each individual goddess yeah but then they also kind of don't they're not develop them enough to be worthwhile yeah, as they're new not, characters they're not really good characters like conceptually they're good characters like they got great designs like they yeah. could they could have really fun personalities to play around with but the material that they gave those characters and, like, the backstories are just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> so, my my biggest ahead. problem with it was how they forced it to how that happened. Yeah. It's one of the things that I hate the absolute most. Just, like, when they pull that shit, like, in any game, really, with the... Oh, the force-lose battle? Yes. And yeah. it's... Which is kind of funny, because... Uh, the Neptunia games are like plagued with those. Oh, it's they're like, chock they're, full they're of them. everywhere. But for whatever reason, they didn't bug me in one, two, and three. And I think after I was thinking about it, I think I know why. They kind of had a formula of you get your ass kicked, then you'd get whatever character that was needed for that, and then it would be a normal battle. Yeah. But it would be a very quick progression. Yeah. This takes the but, span of hours to kind of yes. pay off. This one didn't do it, and it, to me, kind of feels like a bit of a plot hole, too. Because they never really explained why it happened. Yeah. Yeah, the gold third power never really is explained very well, as far as I remember. Yeah, like the well, whole Aphimax thing. Just like, it's, mm, it all feels kind of real thrown together. It's definitely well, the weaker, the weakest well, arc of well, they, they do explain where, like, how the Gold Third are getting their power and everything, but they don't explain why, at that point, they were so overpowered. And then they never get that again. Yeah. Because yeah. it's... I mean, they they go back to the, um, the uh, what's it called? Uh, shift period, where it's like, okay, they're Neptune and Nepgear are back from the uh, Zero Dimension. This plot point we started at the beginning, we have to pay attention now people aren't caring about the gosses anymore and they're thinking about who else they would rather have in charge. Yeah. And so they hold this big like 
grand battle thing, tournament thing, to go like, hey, see, we're still cool and we care about everyone, yada, yada, yada. Then the gold third comes and just kicks everyone's ass. Yeah. It's and then sloppy. And then suddenly the world changes and nobody remembers who the goddesses are. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, very strange. It, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it just immediately rubbed me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is actually the first time in this game where they had the the um scripted battle that you had to participate in. Because mm-hmm. they kind of had them in the zero dimension, but it was a giant rampaging a giant. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was like, yeah, okay, you can't fight that. It was all done in cutscene, which is fine. I prefer that. Yeah. But this one is like, okay, let's fight these people that popped up in, oh, zero damage. I see where this is going. Okay. Yeah. okay. Can't win. <laughs> <laughs> Second playthrough, I just made them fight themselves. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> So there's an interesting thing there I kind of forgot about is how after this fight, everyone forgets about the goddesses. Yeah. And that's interesting to me because it just seems kind of random at first. And it's kind of putting you in the shoes of what happened to Uzume where yes. she was forgotten about. Yeah. So like, even though this arc doesn't really work on its own, like it does. Once tie you know the into... full story, it yeah. does actually tie into how the whole Uzume thing. And that was. Yeah. Clever, I guess, but also but again, it didn't, the it implementation didn't need, wasn't great. It didn't, it didn't need, need nine hours to make arcs, it, yeah. It, yeah, it didn't need nine hours to make this point. Yeah, like the yeah. Neptune arc by itself would have sufficed. Absolutely. Really. Like the Neptune arc is probably the best of the three just because I feel that it has the most fleshing out and just kind of, I think it's got the best through line to it. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the one I did first because I was desperate to get back to Neptune because. I did, not vert, I did Vert game. first because she's trash and I wanted to get it out of the way. <laughs> and then I did Noir because she's maybe a little less trash. Jesus. I don't hate Noir. I saved Noir for last because she's my least favorite. I wouldn't say that <sighs> I, I hate her or I view her in a negative light, but she is the lowest of the four for this me. This podcast is over. Yeah. Look, she's got she's got uni, and we're all thirsty for uni. So that's basically yeah, uni's the only cool. Yeah. See, I, and I think that's that's part of the reason why Noir rubs me the wrong way is because she's kind of mean to uni. So, <laughs> so, so, so do you think that? About... Yeah, do you think that Noir is a bad sister, or do you think she just doesn't know how to deal with having she... someone look up to her in the way that uni does? She doesn't know how to deal. And yeah. it, it, she she does make that clear in her in her story. Yeah. Because yeah. at one point she says, she's like, I hope Uni's okay. No, this is Uni we're talking about. She's fine. I know she is. Yeah. It's like she obviously has faith in her. Yeah. But she doesn't know how to act as a big sister. Yeah. And it's she's going off the thing of, I need to be strong for her. Yeah. And especially when it's like, you look at like Neptune and Neptune <laughs> is like, yeah, I don't want that. It's like, okay, that and that's understandable. But she lays it on too strong and she yeah. doesn't know when to go you did good yeah and that's what that's what uni needs to hear sometimes but she never does yeah okay so you were going back to neptune's chapter um I mean, we sorry can, about that <laughs> again we can do this in whatever order it's just yeah i just think that yeah. like the neptune arc is the best and it's the yeah. only one that i really enjoy yeah i did so, and, and i did that one first so it's just like <laughs> 
Okay, let's see what these others are. Oh, oh no! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Neptune's also doesn't quite play as si similar to the others where you don't have the gold third tower and the final boss of it isn't Bisha. Yeah. You you fight Omega Wari 2. <laughs> which I thought was a pretty good callback. That's real good. To the Rebirth 3 credits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though he wasn't as big as he should have been. He should have just been like one of those. Just four. one of the giants. He should have been a giant pal. It would have right. been, been so much better. <laughs> that would have been good. That would have been insane if they had done I guess. that. That would have redeemed so much about this. Yeah, yeah. If there was a giant battle against Omega Warichu. <laughs> I guess the biggest problem is how do they get the share field activated? <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, it could have just been like on a mountainside or something. That's true. Because he doesn't have to be as big as the actual giants. Yeah. Uh, so another thing about this arc is that there are more DLC characters. Yeah, I didn't know game. about this. I didn't know about what you're, what you're, you're yeah. about to go into until you mentioned it the other night. I was like, what? I didn't notice it until like way after I'd beaten the game. I was just like, oh, really? So there's a bunch of DLC characters for this game that cost three dollars each, which is more than Umio cost, who, who was a dollar. Yeah, and, and two, two, yeah, Nepkia, who had <laughs> no story stuff. So two of these characters, though, I think it's God Eater and oh geez, Nitro Plus. Yeah, are actually worked into Noir and Vert's arcs, mm -hmm. and that's real frustrating because those are the two arcs where you only have two playable characters the whole time. Yeah. So. Because Blonde has her two sisters, and then Neptune gets IF and Kampa. Yeah. So, like, having an extra playable character who's worked into the story for those arcs, like, really would have made things a little less tedious. Because, <sighs> man, Noir's arc especially, you're soloing a lot of that. The justification like... that they use, or they don't even try to justify it, of, of, like, you know, having a gold third member with you the entire fucking arc, and then just not fighting... Yeah, that was Blondes especially. That was so that. stupid! Yeah, they really, like... Again, like, Gold Third either shouldn't have been there or should have been in there more. Yeah. Like, the fact that they didn't develop those characters by just having them be in the party for those arcs. Because yeah. by the time you actually get them as party members, they're irrelevant, basically. Yeah, you just... That's r real frustrating. Yeah. It's I like, think... I think this is also the point of the game where they introduce the mechanic of the, um of having to spend your shares for going into goddess form as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I honestly, like, I did that so little I never even noticed. I, but, it never, uh, I never even ran up into it, that being a problem because I always had scouts that just, like, made it to where I never consumed shares when I went yeah. into goddess form, so it just never was a thing. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's how I was too, but there was... Every now and then you'd get into a battle like in the middle of the city where you had no scouts. Yeah. And then Rom and Ram would get their ass beat over and over and <laughs> Loie had no shares left. Yeah. Thanks, oh, Misha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think especially for Noir and Blonde, like having Keisha and Sisha, I think those are the right ones, not yeah. actually join you in party was just kind of infuriating. Yeah. And then I did... I did Blonde's third and then Noir's fourth, and boy, like, the stories of those things really start to run together at some point, where it's just like, man, like, and Vert's as well, like, just all these stories about, like, 
rebellious armies and like, oh no, we've got to stop the monsters who are doing the thing. It's just like this. It's so generic. All, and these three stories were real similar. Like Noir's, I guess, stood out a bit because it was more about Keisha being fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if that's not enough of a warning against uh, Yandere types, uh, I don't know what fucking is. <laughs> every, every time she had, like, a character sprite on screen and pulled out the gun, I just laughed, though, because it's so good. I kind of liked when she uh, hip-checked Noir a couple of times. Hip-checking Noir uh, and hiding inside the box. Yeah. <laughs> but, hiding, inside I like... the box, hiding inside the box would have been funnier for me if I hadn't played Hyper Devotion Noir, where they do that exact same joke with the Metal Gear character. Yeah, and it actually makes a bit more sense, because Lid is actually just Solid Snake with boobs. Yeah. That was the weirdest thing about the Maker character, not Maker characters, the Gold of Third in this, is that a lot of the p stereotypes and parodies they're doing were already in Hyper Devotion Noir. Mm -hmm. Like, there's already a Final Fantasy and a Dragon Quest character in that game. Yeah, yeah. There's already, like... A Street Fighter character in that game. It's just like, man. <laughs> See, these are getting real similar. I didn't realize these were maker characters, despite all the signs pointing oh to it. God, until really? Konami, yeah, Capcom, it was, Square Enix. Yeah, it was because um, it was. Uh, I think Freezy Inferno was asking, like, "Well, is there a Capcom character or something like that?" And then you're like, "Yeah, S Shaw or uh, C Shaw." And I was taking my walk and was like, click, 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 Capcom. God fucking damn it! And it's like all the other ones start falling in place too. It's like Esha, Isha, yeah, Square Enix, oh and, it's like, and like she's a combination of Squall and Lightning. Yeah, see, it's like I was getting this like yeah, she keeps saying whatever and doesn't care about things, and then it's like and with Seashaw uh, where it's like oh she has the headwings like Morrigan, she has a Mega Buster like Mega Man, but I never <laughs> fucking put it together. <laughs> yeah, Seashaw, I didn't know. Bisha, I didn't know because I haven't played too many Bandai games, yeah, so that some, one I feel less bad about. That's but. Some, she has Pac-Man eyes. Yeah, yes, she's, but still. Pac-Man and she rides a Gundam in yeah. her EXE. Yeah, like, that's, it's not that's exactly some, subtle. That's some again, John though, Dyer I, slow right there. <laughs> again, I don't know too many Bandai games other than, I think, like maybe some of the Tales games. Yeah, right, the Bandai I one, I guess, is excusable because I don't really associate them with Gundam because Gundam is just an anime. Yeah. But Sisha, her EXE is like jumping up, shooting with a Mega Buster, then doing a yeah. Street Fighter kick. And it's yeah. like the whole thing with Blonde is the uh, Monster Hunter thing. Yeah. Which yeah. is like, I was picking up like, oh, just like Monster Hunter. <laughs> but it's like, I didn't fucking get that they were makers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sisha is so like in your face with her references. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I th boy, the Vert arc wouldn't nearly make as much sense without knowing the Square Enix thing, because that was, yes. like, the one part I thought was, like, truly, genuinely funny was when they revealed Isha. Yeah. And she even has dialogue, like, I was bankrupt after making a movie, then Isha saved me. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is so stupid. It's so on the nose and <laughs> stupid. God damn it. <laughs> oh. There's so much stuff they get right about Gold Third. But then they just botch the parts yeah. that matter most. I think one part about Gold Third that doesn't work for me is that you never really see them together, and they never seem like friends. They're not a unit. Yeah. yeah. They just came together pretty much at that one point. They're all meeting up, and then you get that one scene with uh, B Shower. It's like, oh no, the world's going to end. It's just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And then they come and do the thing, so. Yeah. I think Especially... part... 
I think part of the reason why I probably didn't catch too much also, I mean, I realize I don't have much of an excuse, but <laughs> is that I didn't really care for the gold third, yeah, especially yeah. with how they were introduced right there. It's like I wasn't even listening to the voiced scenes at that one, the, pretty much the intro cut scene there at the start of the second chapter. Ow. It's like I would read it, but it was just like I was so angry. It's like, okay, Reddit, skip, Reddit, skip. Oh, wow. <laughs> It's like my second playthrough, I did like try to pay more attention, especially knowing, like knowing what I knew, mm-hmm. and and um. But yeah, it was just <laughs> still can't fucking stuff. believe yeah. that I missed on that. <laughs> Man, like I said, John Thayer slow there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you said though, like they don't work as a unit, especially when you have characters like K Shaw and S Shaw who are loners, basically. Yeah, like. And- I think the only one of these that actually has potential, like in a future game, would be Bisha, because she's real cute and she she seemed buddies with Neptune. Yeah, yeah. Most most of them did kind of redeem themselves, like throughout their chapters and everything. But yeah, I think those arcs play out fine enough. But then, but I I was annoyed with them at the start, and I think the yeah. other thing was I was trying to figure out what the Shah stood for, since so many of them had that in their name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it so, just means company in Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, see if I'd it's known that, like... it would have clicked a little sooner too. <laughs> I mean, some people say they should have been translated as like Co Co for like yeah. Square Square Co Capcom Co. Yeah. Yeah, that may not have been a bad idea. Although maybe. Sh- oh, Shop. that may have been too close to a Project Deco, though. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Well, yeah, you'd have like a Bco. Bco and Co. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> And then again, this is a game that has the Metroid uh, cavern or whatever. So yeah, yeah they, they don't give a fuck yeah, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the big shock, more shocking story moments for me was in the Vert arc when Big Nap shows up. Yeah, and just is like, the villain. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's a real good. That's a good a good little twist. I liked it. Yeah. So. You know, my reaction was similar to Nep Gear in that situation. <laughs> yeah. And they do give you the first hints that she's kind of not really trying to be a villain. Yeah. Yeah. She screws things up and she's just like, oh, I've stalled you long enough. Oh, whoopsie. Forgot yeah. to close that portal. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we need to get by. Okay, go on. Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> and boy, Vert was thirsty in that arc. <laughs> it is just like boy she will good do lord yeah she just she just man get that girl get that girl laid or get her a sister or something good we lord. need an if stat yeah we need an if relationship stat because she does not know what to do without if balancing that out i mean it is like the writers don't know what to do with her anymore yeah because she like, doesn't have a sister she doesn't have a girlfriend Vert has just kind of devolved from the first game. It's a real weird arc there. Yeah, she just gets trashier and trashier. <laughs> I mean, they they do touch on her love of games like quite a bit in there still. But yeah, it's like she definitely needs someone. Yeah. Games like, and boobs. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, when she gets back to Leanbox and she's in the hotel room, it's like, okay, 
time to see if all my logins still work on in my <laughs> MMOs. Okay, good, they still work. <laughs> now to move on to saving Leanbox. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, right. so one other thing I wanted to mention about this arc is, like, towards the end of each of the four, you hear this mysterious voice talking. Oh, yeah. This is interesting. So, d did you ever think that's Uzume before finishing? No, not once. No. Wow. I, I had no idea. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, was like, I didn't know either. By the fourth one, I'm like... That has to be Uzume, right? Because, like, Big Nap is a villain now. Something, Something's going on. And that, that voice sounds pretty familiar. Like, it just didn't hit me. Because I think that... Uh, like, I don't know... Like, like I played with the English VA. Mm -hmm. uh, what did you play with? I played Japanese, obviously. How much of a difference is there between Uzume's speaking voice and that voice you're hearing throughout that arc? It's definitely different enough, but like once you realize, you can go, "Oh, that's totally the same person." Because but I, but... she's got such a lower intonation uh, when doing um, that voice that I just <laughs> did not ever think to place it as Uzume. That's yeah, it's much more common collected when she's talking like that. Yeah, but okay, now and, that you know, and... do you hear it though as being like, "Oh, that's totally the same not person"? Not at all. No. Oh, really? Oh, no, because once just... I. And it's the same little, actress. But... Yeah. That Although... always makes me think they might have differentiated them a bit too much, because once I knew, I was like, oh, yeah, I can totally hear it now. This just made the reveal even more interesting for me, though. It was just like, I mean, it, it can go both ways, because I, I was just speculating. Like, I didn't know. I was just like, that that sounds like Uzume, kind of. Not <laughs> once. Not once did it pop into my head that that might be Uzume or something similar. That's pretty See, interesting. All I could really think when I very first heard Uzume was, that sounds like Underling. So <laughs> I think that's partially why I was thrown off by it. Uh. But So then you get everybody, everybody together after finishing the four arcs, and you get a real cool dungeon. Yeah! So I was a little let down by this, though, because the way they were talking about it made me think they were going to do like a Kefka's Tower thing. Where you'd have to, because you've got all of a sudden in this game, you've had like all these parties of like two members, three members. Yeah, for four, like you've 15, had four members, fifteen to twenty hours. Yeah, the only time you've had four members without DLC characters was the big giant fight. Yeah, where you got Big Nap and regular Nap. So all of a sudden you've got all these characters because you've got all the CPU candidates and stuff, and then you just have to make a party. Yes, yeah. normal, and that was just <laughs> weird. Yeah, uh, I thought it would have been cool if there was like a three dungeon entrance thing or something. Yeah, if they could have, you know, if they could have, I imagine they would have. But again, like you yeah. know, budget. I mean, it's not a huge deal. I just thought. No, I, I, I completely agree. Are. I think it would be it would have been a really awesome thing to do. To kind of pay off the four. Yeah. Arc thing, have you know a bunch of groups? Because I also thought Gold Third should have joined you by then, though. Yeah, that should have been the moment. There's no yeah. reason that that shouldn't have happened. I mean, it makes sense because you would have had even more characters to not put in your party at that point if yeah. they did. Yeah. So they would have had to have like some sort of split if they did. Yeah. Because then you. Is, this is also the point of the game where you realize if you haven't used DLC characters that, oh, if they're in the back of the party, they aren't getting XP. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I realized it yet because it's only one dungeon, but yeah. You start realizing later on that, oh, these characters are 
Yeah, I guess because I hadn't been putting Umio in, I noticed he was getting way behind. Mm -hmm. See, and for me, Umio was uh, probably about like six or seven levels ahead of everyone by that point because oh, uh, I needed a healer, and he was a good healer. Yeah. So he was always in the party for all four of those stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I just itemed it up, baby. You know how it is. Oh. The noir arc solo sucks. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> I'd imagine so. That's yeah. why she ran with Nepgia and the uh, Umio. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned one thing about the noir arc that I just thought was insane was the turn. Like, the turns Keisha makes towards the end of that thing. Yeah. Like, you fight her, and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm back on your side. And then, you know, there's the whole uni dying fake out. Yeah. And then, so she goes up to all this trouble to save Uni, and then immediately gets corrupted again. It's just like, what if I kill Uni now? I'm just like, really? You just can't <laughs> okay. make up your mind, can you? You're just, you're just well, a little too young today for me. Just turns on a dime. Yeah. Just you go through all this emotional heartache of saving Uni, and then you're just like, oh, what if I kill her? Actually, <laughs> then well, Nora think... will love me. I think part of it is also just kind of showing that the uh, Shaw characters are a bit weaker, like, in willpower than the goddesses are. Because, like, um, you have um, Bisha, who's just completely afraid of monsters, and that's kind of one of her major parts of the job. Yeah. Is the monster extermination. She can't do that. She's way too scared. <laughs> she may invents her own, like, persona to kind of help <laughs> people out. Yeah. And then you have Seashaw, who's trying to help people, but as soon as they show, like, anything, like, going, you suck, we don't appreciate what you're doing, it's like, she falls apart. Yeah. And then you have Keisha, who's fucking batshit insane. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. um... And, uh, who's the last one? Oh, Esha, who who doesn't even care about the nation at all. Yeah. It's, she's just trying to save one person. And she's willing to sacrifice a million people for it. It's it's very silly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're good. Don't worry about it. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, any thoughts on... What was his name? The... Steamax? Yeah. Who's in love with Uni? That's, that's <laughs> weird. I say back off. Uni is ours. That's about all I'll say that. I just didn't really think the Iffy Max... Affy Max? There we go. At the Affimax, like characters, yeah. really, yeah, it's just you're you're there. It, they just pretty much come out of nowhere. Yeah, and I mean, I realize secret organization—that's how it would be, but <laughs> they weren't uh, awful. But yeah, I think compared to like the secret organization of Rebirth Three, they were a step down, a massive step down, actually. Yeah, and again, it was tied all to that one sequence that I really fucking hated so that really tainted my view <laughs> on them for quite a while well, like, uh, the connection between them and Gold Third I don't really actually remember how that resolved like it was real tenuous best, yeah, yeah. But, um, they just wanted money basically I, that's all it is it's just yeah. no money okay. okay and the other thing the other thing with Steamax is he keeps pulling the thing of Oh, you win, but he still makes it away with the item you were defending. <laughs> so yeah. it's like that gets a little old. Yeah. But uh, I do like a lot of his lines that he has, like especially with um, uh, Neptune in Purple Heart form. 
Oh, oh yeah. God, that was... Oh yeah. Things get real weird there. I was like, oh. Nep, you can't be the one doing this. But, well, okay. You can't. Purple Heart proved it... it wrong. <laughs> Purple Heart did and... it. And I just like how those were actual spoken lines, too, and it pretty much matched up with the gibberish that was being point out, pulled out. Where <laughs> I thought it was a real shame that Afimojis, I think, the big guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he never seems to get the payoff of actually meeting Vert. Yeah, like, that's perfect. I mean, that's the joke, I thought. Like, yeah. Is that there's this perfect woman for him out yeah. there that he doesn't know about. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, he meets her merchandise, so... <laughs> yep. That was just weird. One of those yeah. guys. <laughs> Maybe that's the joke. <laughs> so, you fight him, and then you lose again. Of course. And then you get saved by Gold Third. Yay! And, and you get... What's it called? I forget next, already. Next, next form. Next form. The coolest, hypest moment in this game so far. They are so good! So, like, even as, like, kind of dull as this arc was, this conclusion was so fucking hype that I, like, <laughs> forgave a lot of it. The flaws right now, because the next form stuff was so damn cool. And that yeah. theme song. Oh, God. Yeah. Just pure adrenaline yeah. and then that boss fight sucks yes it does <laughs> because you have to have yeah. element you have to have elements set to your combos or guess what you can't win he's immune it, to anything that's not an element you have to run around to the backside of him to deal any kind of damage i didn't get that you, like i actually it, had to restart the fucking fight i had no way of damaging him because i did not have elements oh and what an not, insane fight it, it has to be the uh, four standard elements, not light, which he is uh, strong against, which Neptune has some good comboing tacks of. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, this is the story and the gameplay, like, not working not getting along. to the max. Because you get these new combat forms, and that they have nothing to do with actually beating the fo boss. Nope. Instead, it's elemental weaknesses or using, like, the combo attacks to kind of weaken his defenses. Yeah. Like, to break all the parts on him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, like, I broke everything. Still, what he still wasn't taking damage. So I just had to use, have Vert, Vert use yeah. her spear attack, like, 50 times That's to win. That's all I could do. And it was just yep. like, man, this was a hype moment that really fell on its face in it a hilarious way. It got fudged so bad like, because those next forms are so good and you yeah. have those super exes that they have oh my that god again, they're nuts have nothing to do with that fight <laughs> Fucking... so it's just like wow look at these amazing new attacks i have that are doing zero damage god damn that that blonde super exe where she just like yeah. pulls out the controller and just like <laughs> it's so dumb and then, like her hat gets blown off at the end yeah. that's the best part <laughs> that's awesome I like all of them. Like they're all Vert's really fucking just, good. Like, a billion spears and the combo meters just going up like <laughs> one a frame, and then Neptune's attack is just one massive sword strike that misses half the time. Yeah. So, any further thoughts? Hyper dimension. It was a miss. 
Yeah, like yeah, Neptune seemed to miss a lot. The 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 hyperdimension arc just as a whole, just not very hype. Yeah, see, it, see what I yeah. see what I was trying to do there is I was trying to tie the word hype to hyper. Oh, see, see, I got I'm, it. I'm funny. Um, it, it has a lot of stumbling in yeah, that one. It but... does a lot of stumbling. There's definitely some good comedy in the second. Like I think that there's definitely some chuckle moments, like even in those arcs that aren't so good. Um, but all in all, it's just like I just don't like that second arc much. It's just it's hard. It for me really, to really by the time you're on the fourth one, almost no matter who you're playing, it was just like. Oh, can we just get this over with? Uh, they do have some of the best dungeon designs. Uh, oh yes, there they was... said so. Okay, like, you get that cool Mario one in Louis. That's such a good fucking theme. And then you get those... I really oh so yeah I really love the Louis one, mm -hmm. the Mario ripoff. Yeah, but then Noir's arc is just going through the same canyon like five times. Yeah, <sighs> it's just like oh, and then. Three of them have the gold third towers, but only Verts is really much of a dungeon. But yeah. boy, is it a big one. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty big. Like, the problem I had with that dungeon is, like, I looked at some screenshots of the PS4 version, and I looked at some other people playing that game Oh, with the GPU uh, that was different from mine. And, like, my, my GPU just rendered those areas a bit differently because, like, the transparencies... Uh, oh seemed a little off and it really made it hard for me to navigate that dungeon and the map isn't very helpful because it's overhead and uh it's kind of like uh okay yeah. that really it starts to explain a lot about why people are very divided on that dungeon yeah because yeah like, i played on the ps4 version where it's going to look as they intend it yeah like it it's... so if you're playing on the pc version and like the bloom is set wrong or something or it's yeah. like super bright like yes i can see that being the transparencies much... were wrong uh for oh, that's me. fucked so, like, even if I would, like, move the camera around to try and get a better idea of my 3D awareness, like, I couldn't see how, like, these things were stacked on top of one another very well. Oh. So that's why it was hard for me. Yeah, because I really, really like that dungeon. It's just like, hey, here's an endurance test. Like, something the series has basically never done. Yeah. Having, like, a fairly lengthy dungeon with several boss fights, and there were, like, no saves yeah. until the very end. Yep. So I didn't. I, I didn't have the graphical problems with it. It's just I didn't like that shade that was used for uh, Vert's dungeon, that yellow green, mm -hmm. and also just how they pretty much rendered the mini map like obsolete. Yeah, it and doesn't there, work. And there's way too many of those where you're supposed to have like the next jump height, but it's just close enough where you're not sure if maybe you just jumped at you the wrong time. It, yeah. yeah. So you can spend like five minutes dicking around and they go, okay, no, I guess I can't do that one. Yeah. I like on new game plus you get the super high jump, the super yes. high jump and you can just clear everything. Just Don't makes those so much it. more fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm just jumping everywhere. It is too bad that each of those arcs didn't have a new. They only add that fucking, like that super duper jump in those dungeons, so they had to know something was up. Yeah. I mean, they knew that even if you had like the faster movement speed, like those dungeons are still going to be a bit of a slog, so. Yeah. Like, yeah. New Game Plus was specifically like, hey, let's make everything as painless as possible. Yeah. Like, no random battles. You run faster, and then in those dungeons, you can just moon jump because it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> And it is, like, those dungeons are so much more fun once you have the crazy jump. Yeah. 
I forget which one it is. One of the floors, it might be inverts because hers is the biggest. One of the floors is just a Neptune sprite when you look at it top down. Oh, fuck, really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't That's know that. That's why the design is so insane in one of them. Oh, wow. I never noticed that. Neither did I. <laughs> There's like four warps where her eyes would be. Oh, that that's, fucking, it down. that's fucking crazy. Huh. And then, like, the D-clips are kind of elevated a bit. That's goddamn silly. Because, like, as a dungeon design, it makes no sense. It's no. just like, what? <laughs> but then when you look at the minimap, you're just like, oh, that's that's cute. <laughs> so, I guess we move on to Chapter 3? Yep! The Heart, heart Dimension! dimension. <laughs> so, boy... Uh, I'll just take the lead here. Carmichael talked about how he didn't like the start of Chapter 2 with <laughs> you getting your ass beat by Gold Third out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you start Chapter 4, and it's just like, okay, you've got your team back together now. Or I guess it's just the four CPUs. But the band is but back together. The characters you like. And then you go through this one dungeon, kind of Fantasy Star inspired, and you lose all of them at the end. I believe you actually screamed at your TV when this happened? I I didn't actually scream <laughs> because I didn't know for real. I'm like, are they are they really gone or is they just setting up cuz I didn't I didn't know what the heart dimension was. Right. I thought it was going to be another dimension similar to Rebirth 3 where they're going to wake up in this strange new world and meet a character like blonde with big boobs or something. <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> I didn't realize at the time that they were gone for a very long time, but then once we got back to Nepgear and I realized what had happened, I was pretty pissed off. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, jaw-on-the-floor moment. Like, did they really just do this to me? It is, an, I will say, is an in fucking incredible subversive moment. It is. It just, it's incredibly subversive. It is just shocking and frustrating because... It is the story completely overriding the gameplay at this point. Yeah. Where it's just like, no, okay, here's the thing about this game. You're not going to get to use the characters you want to use, basically, ever. And that's just like a total shock coming from yeah. the Rebirth series, where it's literally like, here's 28 characters. Have yeah, fun! Yeah, here's everybody, and once they join, they never leave. It's fine. <laughs> like, Rebirth 1 is like the only game where they take away characters, like, on a consistent basis. And then 2 and 3 are just like... Here's everybody, just go. I mean, 3 has one part where they split up, Yeah, it's very short. Yeah. This is, the entire game is everybody's leaving constantly. Yeah. And sometimes so, when they leave in one is for, like, a very short time, where it's, like, one dungeon, and, oh, those two characters are back, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and again, you're not losing everybody like no. they do right here. Yeah. It's like, oh, Blonde is gone for a bit, okay. Well, I'll just deal with everybody else. So this was particularly particularly frustrating for me because I loved the the next forms. Yeah. So in these random battles in this dungeon, I was like intentionally just building meter and doing <laughs> the next form against random mobs. Just I'd seen like see based on people's Steam achievements that some people like didn't actually transform into next manually until like playthrough two. Yeah. I was like, I was doing this my first possible encounter with them. <laughs> And then they got taken away. <laughs> yeah, I think both me and Carmi both ended up getting that one pretty late. Like, yeah. like going into next form manually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did I never um started that myself, like unless the game like prompted it. Yeah. 
just because it took so much to get to that point. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, well, I could just finish them off instead. And a lot of times, that's what I would do. Yeah. So. I loved going CPU in this game so much. Once I found out you could do that, trigger it yourself in the zero dimension. Yeah. I would do it, like, every fight just to hear the music. Because it's real no. damn good music. It's so cool. And those you know, it is good. Real good. So, like, in that very short dungeon where you lose the CPUs at the end, I think I had had everybody transform and do their EXEs, the new EXEs, just to see it. Oh, wow. So losing them was just like... We just took away, we just took just, away your Christmas toys. You to- yeah, you took away the toy. <laughs> so at the end of this dungeon as well, we kind of meet the true villain of this game finally. I never knew at all that this character existed. I don't know how yes. it never got out. Somehow this character has been... I mean, I guess you don't get the name here and she looks... Has had red hair at this point. Yeah. But the jig is up is that there's an evil version of Uzume named Kurome. And yeah, somehow this has not been spoiled. Like, there's basically no fan art. Like, I follow a lot of, like net blogs on twitter or not twitter yeah. but tumblr that like post net pics and like um nep images like yeah. and not once even after this game's release well beyond the point of when like you know your statute of limitations on spoilers and you know, know. being decent about it i never once saw karome before i saw her in the game yeah same for me i think it particularly because there's no CG with her in it. Yeah, none at all. Like, it's Which just definitely... her sprite and her model, yeah. and that's it. But like, That yeah, probably geez. does have a lot to do with it. Yeah, because some of those accounts will just post every CG. But... Yeah. Yeah, what a huge shock, though, when it's just like, oh, it's evil Uzume. What the hell's going on? Yeah. And I think, like, story-wise, I think Kurome actually does just look exactly like Uzume. Kurome. But... No, I'm saying Kurome looks has like the red hair and stuff. Kurome. I think Kurome. Kurome. That's her name. It's Kurome. not Kurome. No. Kurome. Kurome. It's not Chrome. She's Kurome. not a browser. <sighs> right, you know I'm a stickler loves. for Japanese kind of names like I'm this. I'm so bad with them. Blanc. Blanc. That's not even fucking Japanese, right? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Good God. But anyways, I think those two characters actually look identical, but they give Kurome the blue sprite just so the player doesn't get hella confused. Yeah. Cause, and also that's pretty much Because otherwise the characters colors. are complete idiots, because when they meet Uzume again, they think it's the evil one. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Are you, are you kidding me? Like, how can people be this stupid? Yeah. But especially if Kurome actually has, like, the blue hair, like, then they're really stupid. Yeah, yeah. Also, Kurome, like, her outfit, just super snazzy. So it's not all, like, kind of jacked up in the same way that um, Uzume's is. Like, hers is, like, all nice and clean and, like, not tattered in any way. I mean, I guess that makes sense. She hasn't been fighting. Yeah, yeah. But it's just... It's just, like, a cool way to draw, like, the dissimilarities yeah. between these characters. There's no Yeah, she's, she's wearing an undershirt. Yeah. Yeah, that. Boo. So she's clearly inferior. But before we get to that, we've got to fight Gold Third again. Oh, God. 
And this Why? Part, because as I, as I like to call it, hey Louis, fuck your shares. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> God, why the fuck? Like, it's just so dumb. It's like, hey, you know what? The world, it's probably going to end and we kind of need some help. Well, that's great. Why don't I fight you first? Like, really? I mean, After I, all I we mean, just I, went through? I, I kind of get a little bit of it from a story perspective because all of them pretty much sacrificed, like, their power at the end of the previous chapter. So they're they're kind of going like, I don't even know if I'm going to help you or if I'm just going to be an anchor around your neck. And so then you fight with them, like, okay, yeah, actually, I can still fight. Let's go. It's also, like, it, such blatant padding. Yeah, it yeah, really there's, is. There's definitely that, too. But And I, it's forgivable, forgivable because Rebirth 3 was also extremely guilty of having you fight the same bosses, like, two or three times throughout yeah. the story. Yeah. So this is only the second time you're fighting each of them. But, man, having all those fights just in a row... Just like oh, and still having the traps, and you got a traps between like on the world map, yeah. getting in random fights that are pointless. It's just it's so padded out. I just it, remember it, like going through a whole bunch of cutscenes in, in Planet Neptune, and then mm -hmm. getting to the gold third fight and being like, oh shit, and oh, then yeah. I died, and then oh, I had to go no. through all of them again. because yeah. <laughs> th those fights aren't trivial. No, they're not. Yeah, they... <laughs> It, well, it doesn't help that, like, two of your characters are casters, pretty much. And oh, she will right. fucking target them. Yeah. Yeah, and you only have Rom and Ram. Yeah. The... Yeah, it's like... Like, like Rom and Ram can fuck shit up, but, like, if so much as somebody farts in their general direction, <laughs> they're done. They're done. They're done! Get out! Yeah, they are definitely glass cannons. It's like Uni can take a couple of hits, Nepgear can take quite a few hits, but those two cannot, and they will go after that. Yeah, yeah. The the AI has improved a bit on that front. They will try to kill weaker characters, which can get kind of annoying when you want to keep them alive. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe the next game has to have some sort of like aggro management. I had that. <laughs> I had that problem with the the Cisha fight uh, at the end of uh, that arc. Uh, because, man, she just kept going after Nepgear. Not Nepgear, wait. No, 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 wait. Rom it would have been Rom and Ram. No, no, no. There's another one. <laughs> Whatever, it's the same. Esha. Bucket. Yeah, Esha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is the, like, Nepgear Nep just kept getting omnibladed to death, <laughs> and, like, she just kept using it every round and would not stop. I could yeah. not win. I think it was the same thing for me, where it's just like, I'm just going to keep Vert alive, because Nepgear is just dead over here, yeah. <laughs> over and over. Yeah. I think yeah. I may have eventually traded Umio in, because he's much sturdier and a better healer. So... Tiny fish! <laughs> it was... A tiny fish with a lot more defensive staying power than a fully grown woman. Mm -hmm. Since I only used him when the story let you, mm -hmm. like... Yeah, he, he was not like have been way option. behind. Yeah. So he was definitely a glass tank for me as well. <laughs> like, you can get in there and heal, and oh, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you get the gold third again, and you reunite with Uzume. Hooray! We finally have a good character again in the party. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a scene I really like here where once you get to the heart dimension, they uh, Uni, Nepgear, and Uzume kind of split off on their own, and then Umio goes with them as well. Yeah. And it's a good 
chance to put him back in the party for a bit. Yeah. Uh, like, really seemed like that's how they're writing it. Like, hey, use this character again. Yeah, use the character again. Go ahead. Yeah. And then you have the scenes where, like, the heart dimension scenes where you see each character's, like, innermost desires. Those are real interesting. Yeah, they're real great. Like, Neptune's in particular was very Neptune's touching. Neptune's just... Yeah, insanely sweet. You like, don't even... Yeah. It, it, it comes out of nowhere because... Neptune has always been this character that is so... Like... She is a lazy slob. And just... <laughs> just You know, like... The absolute worst traits in a person, really. Um, but she obviously actually really does care a lot for the people around her. And especially, like, her nation. And I think that that's just, like, really, yeah. really sweet. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it does show, like, in some of the cutscenes with Neptune, it's like, anytime anybody is in danger, she will go to help them. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, she doesn't give yeah. a fuck about paperwork or anything like that. It's yeah. like, no, keep, keep that away from me. I want to have fun right now. Nobody's in danger. Everything's fine, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like when uh, Eastwar passes out, it's, it's like, she starts freaking out. It's like, I don't care about any of that. Is Eastwar okay? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, and all that stuff. Yeah, um, it's like it's very clear she cares about yeah. Nate and her people, but it's. <laughs> I, I think that's realized... why I, that's why I like her so much. <laughs> yeah, I just realized like the entire true ending of this game is based around Neptune refusing to give up on yeah, everybody. Yeah, she won't give <laughs> up. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, this arc with the you know the four true desires yeah. has the has the second hardest or maybe the hardest I've ever laughed at this game which was or the series in general which is blondes <laughs> <laughs> so I okay so first things first though I played this game in Japanese blonde sounds much different in Japanese where she is just pure deadpan yeah yeah and she has this line and just the way the voice matched up with the dialogue just fucking killed me where she's just like what are you talking about my tits are always jiggling <laughs> <laughs> so like completely one, deadpan like the only thing that would have made that cg better is if the boobs were actually just bouncing independent of one another the whole time if they actually were just constantly moving yeah. yes yes and like not at the same time just independent of oh, one one's going down one's going up one's going down if they had just done that in the whole fucking thing I would have fucking lost it for days <laughs> she's uh, very obsessed with her chest apparently yeah I, I like, like how hers was like the only one too that was just like super super selfish like yeah. with her like the oh, tires and oh, everything. Well, there's, there's the vert one as well. I think that like everybody but Neptune's is pretty selfish. Like yeah. even Noir's is very centered on like her career. Yeah, it's kind hers, of like yeah. what she wants because like with there you can see that she does care about like Uni and she believes in her because she's like oh you can. It's like, I know you can take over the nation type thing. It's yeah. like, it is, it's like, I do want to do these things. They are fun. And it's like, I can do them now. But it's like, she, 
you know, it's she still likes everybody around her. She cares about them and stuff. Yeah. And with Vert, it's just she's all alone. She wants someone, you know, that she can look up to and someone that can look up to her. Yeah. She wants to be <laughs> but, pampered and she wants to pamper. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that's why she likes Snepgear so much is because it's kind of giving her a chance, even though Snepgear doesn't feel that way. Yeah. But. But with like blondes, like I got huge titties. <laughs> Everything's Vert, good. Vert at this point would take anybody. I mean, that's her arc. Isn't there uh, one scene where she just meets a random guy and she's just like, "Oh, you want to feel my chest?" I think so. Yeah. I think like one of the side events when you donate money is just like, "Hey, random guy, <laughs> check this out." Yeah. Well, I don't think that fills her up, but... Yeah, that scene with Big Nap is just insane, where they're just like, hey, want to squeeze me? Okay. Hey, you want to play with each other's titties? Sure. (laughs) I mean, where's the fan art already? God. Come on now. (laughs) So, if you don't view those four scenes, you get the bad ending. Yeah. I don't know if you get that. I, I didn't get it because it was just it didn't seem it's, worth it. It's doing. actually bad. Like when you get to the four CPU fight, it just goes, and then they ran away. At the end. Oh, ouch! It's insanely short. Like it just the game just cuts at the four CPU fight. Wow! And it's just like, and then the world was destroyed, and then the credits actually play, and it gives you the option to start new game plus. Oh wow! <laughs> Which I don't know why it does that because it could just kick you back to the save point. Yeah, quite fine. easily. Yeah, because at least you can't get locked out. Which yeah. you would have to run that last dungeon again, but do you, I do you know if you ru- do you know yeah. if you get the bad ending if you only watch like part of them, like two or three of them? Yeah, you have to watch all four. Okay. So, the four CPU battle. Whoa, this is a doozy. Man. I had quite a hell of a time with this. That I fight... leveled up like a lot. I, I didn't have to level up. I just had to, like, really rethink my gear and combos and, like, mm-hmm. just how I was going to approach this fight because there's, you know, you're fighting these four characters that are these characters you've been in control of the whole time, and they still have all of those moves and every bit of power that you've been dishing out. Uh, they got EXEs for days. Hell yeah, they do. Oh, boy, man, that fight that fight yeah. is Rough. It's brutal, but it's like the final fight in the game, practically. Like everything basically, afterwards is trivial. Basically, yeah. Like my big problem was that I was trying to keep everyone together so that I could heal easily. Bad move. Yeah, because once I kind of readjusted my party formation and just had everybody spread out and to kind of take everybody out one on one, like it actually went way smoother, and yeah. that was finally when I won. Because, yeah, having everybody together and just having them all get hit with the same EXEs over and over is just like, oh, this is not happening. Yeah, that is just a hell of a good fight. Yeah, yeah that that was the hardest fight that I encountered. And especially with how, like, the, the item drops are where you... I didn't have too many of the really strong... Um, healing items oh. that would heal like 60 or 70% or like mm. the group heals of 60 or 70 all I had what were had like found in treasure chests and stuff like that Oof. Mm. so I was running real low on healing stuff through that yeah. and I think I did finally have to break and bring in Uzume or not Uzume but uh, Umio yeah. to make to survive that Woof. 
I, di- I didn't lose, but I think it took me like a good 20 or 30 minutes. It's it's a long fight, no matter how you yes. approach it. Because like, everybody's got just a shit ton of health to throw around. Like The attacks are serious business. Like You don't want to be caught with your pants down and not have a good <laughs> amount of health. It's, it's, yeah. It is rough. Especially since they will go after anyone that's like either the weakest or not at full health. Yep. So if you just res someone, they're gonna get knocked down. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think after a while, I just started using the thirty percent res items partially because I had the most of those, and because it's like they're gonna get fucking one shot anyway if I can't heal them. So just hope, <laughs> just hope that the turn yeah. order is gracious enough to give that character a turn before they go down again. Yeah. Yeah, for me, like keeping them all together would be like, oh, everybody's dead after the first turn. I can try to start reviving with my one character, but yeah, they'll just keep getting knocked down. So that was that was an interesting fight, though, because it did seem like positioning really mattered again. It did, yeah, absolutely. Just to kind of spread everybody out so they weren't getting ganged up on. Yeah. Once I was able to take down one character, it started falling into place. That really helps once you can take down one of them. But yeah, when you got one. It was getting to that point. <laughs> I think my problem was trying to focus fire so hard that I would just kind of neglect healing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, well, I could get one down, but then everybody's like going to get killed the next turn anyway. So fuck. (laughs) And that I think was the first one where I really needed healing that desperately. It's like some of the gold third fights, like when you're getting them back in your party, it's like, yeah, they can be kind of tough, but it was just one character. So you kind of had it in the bag as long as you're careful. But with that one, it was just like, holy shit, <laughs> like the entire time. Yep. So after that four CPU fight, you have a choice. Oh, man, this I actually <laughs> agonized over this fucking like, even though I knew I was going to play the game twice, I agonized over this choice mm-hmm. for like 20 minutes. So did you know this was coming, though? No, because nope. I know how like everybody talked about the four character split and I knew this was a thing. So I already knew which way I was going to go first. Mm hmm. But yeah, I want to be real quiet. Like, don't tell anybody that there's another split. That's actually why you want to play the game twice. Yeah, I had no idea that this yeah. was a split. So for me, I did the hyperdimension first because I was kind of so frustrated at the game, like never giving me Neptune. I was just like, <laughs> well, fuck, don't start now. Let's just do the Nepgear shit. There you go. That's the route I did first as well. Same here. Okay, so we'll just talk about the hyperdimension side where hey it's more Nepgear. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just like this is when I'm just really getting those rebirth two vibes of just like, yeah, where I don't know, this side just felt like kind of I don't not really necessary. Yeah, it just kinda kinda put it in it's, as like, hey, it's a thing we can do. Like again, it's almost like a cool idea with not great execution. Yeah, it's just it doesn't have a really good payoff, really. Because it's basically like you have like ten characters going into the four CPU fight. Yeah, and then you in the hyper side you have the candidates and gold third, I think. Yeah, but you lose Uzume and IF, and it's just like, well, With the two best characters. You lose. The, <laughs> you lose the best characters while all the other best characters go off on their adventure. Yeah. Like you're just left with like the scraps. Oh, <laughs> that's really how it felt, though. Which is like you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong, but ouch, very ouch, baby. Then you go through like the Mario dungeon again. Yeah, and fight Dark 
green was it i think it was dark green this yeah. time or maybe dark green was actually the second one and then you fight dark black in i don't paper. remember the specific order because those boss fights aren't really dis- well, you know distinct i there's a, I a certain one you fight it's... heart side yeah i want to say it's dark black you fight in the hyper side yeah i think you're right because they you don't. fight white in the... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you want to talk about the heart side now or just go to the well, well, one thing I will say about the hyper side is that part of the problem is that it doesn't have nearly the amount of story impact. Yeah, that not the at other all. Yeah. No. But yeah, it, definitely... does help, it does help explain a few things, like why, um, uh, what's his name, Afimojis is now helping you and stuff. Yeah. But you know so, that, like, the real meat and potatoes of this game, because, like, this by this point, the game has spilled all of the beans and, like, what is really going on here. And you know yeah. that, like, the heart of this issue is in Heart Dimension. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, Heart Side? Yeah. Boy, yeah. I wish more of the writing in this game was like this arc. Because, holy <sighs> crap... Especially, like, going through this game my second time, like, this was the revelation. Where it's just like, oh, yes, remember when this series could have all the good characters together, and they were riffing, and it was really funny? You've got Vert and Blonde and Uzume and IF and Neptune, and you've got Neptune and Big Nep at the same time together. Yeah, like, Big Nep also leaves you when you do the hyper side. They even, literally every... They yeah. even pull out the best pity joke the, the the entire fucking series because oh, really they, I, I actually don't remember this dark white's tits oh, are actually right, smaller yeah. <laughs> than all of the other giants dark white's tits are actually smaller on the model they yeah, actually, okay, actually went out of their way to model them smaller like that's the best titty joke in this series you don't ever top that that was pretty good and they're like wait 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 a second aren't her boobs smaller? And, like, they have a conversation about it, like, right in the middle of everything. It's like, you know, you're right if you look at it. <laughs> Blonde's just like, God damn it! Yeah, it's just, like, so good! It's just, like... And this game has, like, refrained from titty humor. Yeah, like, there's the one with Blonde, Blonde's fantasies, and then yeah. this joke. And then, like... But, man, when those jokes go, though... They, they hit him out of the park yes. in a crazy way. Yes. There, There is something you're forgetting, something very important about the uh, heart side, though. Oh, there's a lot to get to here. Well, no, at the very start. Uh-huh. Round two, fight. Yeah, you, oh, gotta, God, you get yeah. to do it again. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. no matter what, you have to fight the four CPUs, then dark green. Yeah. And then if you choose heart, you have to fight the fake CPUs again or something without any break or yeah. any recovery of items. Yeah. yeah. You just, you go right back into that fight. So that <laughs> it's not too bad if you're doing it your second playthrough though. That's oh no. Point, no. Yeah. So I, I can definitely see people like getting to that and dying and be like, oh, I guess I'll do the hyper side then. Cause yeah. fuck that. Yeah. It, it seems like maybe it's subtly deterring you a bit yeah. like if you fail it the first time well maybe i'll go the other route maybe it's trying to subtly kick you back yeah. the other way but not directly telling you mm-hmm. what's kind of weird to me is that they made it where you had to play through twice to get both of them especially since you the previous thing was all about 
playing through everybody's story. Yeah. They very much that, wanted this game to be played twice, and yeah, I think that they so had to put in, they had to put incentive in to do that. And like the way that they kind of like block off access to saving until this choice is made, and all the cutscenes are over, then you get to say like you don't want to just set up two save files to do it because it would be tedious. Yeah, no, that, that's like an hour of stuff to go through, and yeah. if it's your first time through, super hard yeah. fights. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think if okay. you did like try to do both of them, like the momentum would be super weird. Just the way, I guess. I guess I could see that. That like, makes a lot of sense. Finishing the hyper side, like you're so close to the end of the game when you reunite with everybody. It's just like let's just go to the end game now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I guess I can see that then. But yeah, like as far as balance go, the heart side is so much better. It's unfair. Yeah, it really is. Because there's so like for as short as that part really is. There's so many great scenes and humor moments. Yeah. Where, like, you have Neptune also being like, oh, I guess she will call her Kurome, blah, 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 because she's like a dark Nep or a dark Uzume. It's a little, and they're just like, wow, two different Neps from different universes make the exact same joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have, like, Vert and Umio doing a thing. Oh my god, that weird her getting touchy-feely with Umio. What the fuck? <laughs> like, again, she'll take anybody at this point. Yes. she. Yes, literally anybody, human or not. <laughs> so, like, that side is hilarious, and then you have the white joke with, you know, this, the dark CPU with small boobs. Yeah. It's so, like, this is the funniest arc. But then you also have the Uzume flashback. Oh my god. Which is like the first real big emotionally crushing scene. Oh. And like Umio, what you find out about Umio in that part yeah. is also yeah. insanely sad. Yeah. It's, it's And apparently this is all actually based on some dumb Dreamcast commercial that aired in Japan. Yeah. Like the whole cart wheeling around a cart selling Dreamcast thing is yeah. some commercial. It's, that's it's actually, actually yeah, that's so huh. dumb. Okay. <laughs> so like it's an insanely dumb reference but also a really emotional set and sad scene it really is like just kind of like uh uzume's past and like you know like what yeah. she went through to get where she was and like wasn't quite coping with the you know the the, the responsibilities of goddesshood all that well no. but she had her loyal retainer god damn it yes and until he died yeah yeah <laughs> That's a bummer. That's a damn, a damn, yeah. good, a damn good story that they they when they start laying out all the revelations on the table, mm -hmm. and just realizing like how much Umio really means in the greater context of things is like wow, this isn't some joke character. Yeah, like, like when you <laughs> see the character and you're like, how could you think he was anything but a joke when you're seeing all of the promo art for him? And yeah, it's just dumb fish with a, a human face. Like what the fuck? It's a Seaman yeah, yeah. reference. That's all it is. Yeah, and, even knowing about him going into the game, I still thought it was a joke character. It's like, oh, I'll put him on Piety. That seems yeah. dumb. Yeah, and then like it turns out that he's just this amazing sweetheart with yeah. heart of gold and just like what what uzume means to him and stuff it's just it's yeah. so so touching so very well yeah, done. they did his character extremely well yeah i don't think he would have worked nearly as good with any other kind of personality no so normal ending 
Normal ending. Oh boy, man! So the one thing I, you guys, <laughs> the one thing I disliked about doing hyper first is that you actually see the share crystal in the heart side. Yeah. So when that part came up in the ending, I was like, okay, oh. they didn't introduce that at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you fight Kurome's dark orange form, and then Uzume gives an ultimatum to Nepgear. Yeah, I guess is how you'd put it. It's not really an ultimatum, more of just like a request, a requ- I, yeah. like a, a final request. It's like you know, Ugh. like we can end this, and I want you to be the one to do it, and that basically is like shatter the crystal. It will, it will solve the problem, but ultimately Uzume has to die, mm. and uh, and then Nep- and then Nepgear refuses. Oh, she, ref- <laughs> oh god, I'm getting choked up just talking about it now. <laughs> Okay, so, so... So this is the part where I'm just like, man, fuck Nepgear. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not after like, all this development... Nepgear, I get it. Like, and there's all this development of, like, building her up as a stronger character, and then she refuses, and Uzume's just like, yeah, I guess in the end you really don't have the stomach for this kind of thing. Like, I ouch. don't, I don't think that that's meant as insulting, though. I think I, it's I just, she saw, she saw Nepgear as a very sweet person. And I yeah. think that throughout their friendship, she, you know, like, that's the only sweetness other than Umio that, like, Uzume had known. And, like, she asked her to do it because it was, like, you know, that's the closest, you know, she had felt to someone. But at the end, like, I think it was more of just a silent resignation. It's just like, you know, you're probably right. Maybe as a friend, I shouldn't ask you to do something like yeah. that. I don't think it was meant to be insulting at all. And it didn't really, like... It didn't sour me on uh, Nepgear's character at all, uh, just you know because she refused because her character would refuse. She doesn't want anyone to die. Like that's yeah. like like she like as much as Neptune is the kind of person that like we can find a way out of this. This doesn't have to end this way, you know. And it's just like when faced with that being the only option, like it's it's hard to look at it and go like this is what I gotta do and I don't want to do it. Like it's taking somebody off life support, dog. That's no. what. That's. I mean, that's how I looked at it. You know, having been yeah. in that situation before, that's how I looked at it. Is like I don't want to do this, but there's nothing else that can be done here. With it, how Nepgear's personality is, she would always view it as she killed her. Yeah, and she she like, wouldn't yeah. be able to see it any other way. She would yeah. always view it as she killed a friend, yeah. someone that meant a lot to her, and that's because. Like, you have that one scene with um, Uzme and Yuni when they first meet. And afterwards, she's like, thanks for being there for Nepgear, because I don't think she would have been able to do it if yeah. I had turned out to be the bad guy. Yeah, like, she, like, like, like Uzume has a perfect understanding of Nepgear's character. Uh, if you go back and see those scenes again, and it's very, very well done. Uh, so, we yeah. get, so we get the pivotal moment where, you know, big sister has to step up yeah. and get her get her little sister through it and... i think that's what 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 kind of rubs me the wrong way is that in the end neptune still has to stand stick up for her and do it but again i don't like, think that it, it was just feels like neptune is consistently leaning on neptune i don't think it's leaning on though i think it's just you're tasked with this very big thing to kill a friend and like how do you do that alone how do you make that kind of you know you know, so it's just like, it's not, it's not Neptune, I'm, it's not Neptune saying, I'm going to do it for you. It's just saying, we're sisters, and I will shoulder this burden with you. 
you know, I don't really see it as as yeah. as as um, kind of the one sided way I think you're looking at it. And it's also Neptune being an older sister for yeah. one of the very few times yeah, to Nepgear instead of just going, give me pudding. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. no, so, this is a very hard task. I you think, are not alone in this. I think that whole scene was just very well done and just absolutely gut-wrenching and just really hard to sit through. But at the same time, it's just very beautifully done. Yeah. And then you have that scene afterwards where they're looking out on the balcony. Oh my god! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's gut-wrenching and you're shouting from your stomach. Oh my god, yes. That's... That killed me. That literally, like, and they do that, like, that shot of Uzume to cap it off. Like, you know, you gotta scream from your gut. You know, to make it matter. It's just like, oh my god. Oh yeah, the one where you can't see your eyes. You can't. See, yeah, it's just like you know a smile and just like the fading memory, the fading memory and everything. And yeah, oh god, that's so hard. Ugh. So, do you think they could have gotten away with this being the actual like true ending? I think they could have. I think it is that like, strong of an ending that even if they had to get rid, even if it comes at the cost of a character like Uzume, you know, like this has been her story the whole time, and yeah, like. And- and ultimately, like, like given Sega's position in the hardware market, yeah, and it what would make sense. To the Dreamcast, it would make this sense. ending kind of makes more sense. Yeah, like I remember thinking that Rebirth Three was going to have like this dark ending where Plutia died or something to represent Sega leaving the hardware market. Oh my god! Because like, well, I mean, not died, but like, the way that game progressed through time, and it was like, well, they're getting close to when Sega leaves yeah, the hardware market. they're quite literally How... going over, like, what yeah. consoles have done over the years. Yeah. So that game didn't go for it, but then this one kind of did with this ending, where yes, the Dreamcast died. Yeah, like... <laughs> kind of a shitty death. Like, I think they could have just called this true ending, since it is true to what happened, and then just called the, uh, the other ending revival ending. Hmm. I kind of hate that the achievement is called that because it can, could potentially spoil people. It could, it could, but I think on Steam it's actually hidden. Uh, yeah, it is one of the hidden achievements. I think actually all of the ending ones are. Yeah, that's good. But that that yeah, whole cause... ending, that sequence, I think, is what's like said to me. All right, these guys actually do like they've learned something about writing these kinds of games and know that they can have their funny. But they can still pull out like a crazy emotional scene and yeah. it not be a fluke. Yeah, and that's why I think this game is like a more successful version of Rebirth Two, where yeah, hey, like it can be serious when it wants to, and you have like even the same kind of story beats about the four candidates needing to rescue the four older sisters. Yeah, but like this game just feels way more balanced. Yeah, and like the actual serious stuff is done way way better. Oh yeah, yeah, and like the the English voice acting knocks it out of the fucking park. Hmm. So and then the weirdest thing though is when so you have this heart wrenching ending. The credits play probably the first time you're seeing them, and then they have that like after credit scene where Uzume is just like, "Hey, maybe there's an ending where I don't die." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I said it on the Soxcast before. I'm just glad that the normal ending is actually a fucking ending. 
and yeah. not and not just like, oh well, you did the thing. Here's an after party where we tell you you suck. Yeah, like I'm Is glad that, that they actually have an ending. Yeah, like I said, the normal ending in any other game would be a perfectly acceptable only ending. Yeah, because it's really good and thematically consistent. Yeah, but that's not how Neptunia rolls. No, no, <laughs> that's not Neptune. <laughs> that's not how Neptune to let rolls. anybody behind. Neptune is too damn stubborn to 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 yeah. to, to deal with anything that like, she doesn't deal with logic. It's like yeah, logically <laughs> Uzume's dead, but who fucking cares? It's Neptune. <laughs> it's funny. I just realized like this the true ending in this is kind of a mirror but of the rebirth one true ending. Mhm. Where even in that she refused to let our yeah, four die. Yeah, yeah, she refused to let our four be. Yeah, that was so good. That that was one of those moments where I kind of fell in love with the series. Where yeah. just the extents they were going for with those true endings of like feel good stuff. It's so, pretty much what I love about the entire series. Yeah. <laughs> it is seriously like the best magical girl JRPG. It really is. <laughs> it really is. Is it, you've got the transformations and you've got these heart wrenching endings mm -hmm. where they just fucking go for it like this and this game especially is just so anime with like playing the opening themes for all the final bosses yeah it's and so this game cool. having four opening themes is amazing yeah <laughs> and like four separate closing credit themes <clears throat> are they i don't I, I think that. i think they do i think they do credits after the end of every episode yeah yep so, but to get to the true ending for most people, you're gonna have to replay the game, and then yeah, that's that's they, made very simple. Like, yes, thank they, God. <laughs> like, it only took me about two and a half hours to get back to the second, like, sp yeah. the split up, and it's like you just hold L two, yeah. and run from everything. You can skip everything. Yeah, like just mash that button to skip through everything. It's amazing. Because I replayed Rebirth 2 to get to the, you know, the bad ending in that. Conquest. But it took, like, eight hours or something. Yeah, like, it feels like with this game, they kind of smartened up and realized, like, maybe I don't want to have to fucking play through this entire thing. Like, yeah. So they, they, like, they add a lot of stuff for your new game plus, like, they're cheat items, basically. They're just cheat yeah. codes that you can enable and disable in the menu. Um, and it's just real fucking smart. Yeah, because even in, like, Rebirth 2 and the other games, like, you s would still have to, like, hold to skip through the dialogue. Yeah. And this, you can just hit one button and the whole scene is over. So yep. it's just infinitely faster. And, like, being able to even skip, like, the results battle screen. Yeah, like, you skip fucking everything. You can skip everything. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And then the, good. no random battles and stuff. Yes. And then, so you have those scenes that you have to see in order to unlock the true ending. Each character has to have a dream yep. in the second chapter. I had the weirdest payoff to this, because I accidentally saw Verts on my first playthrough. Uh -huh. But Verts is just, she goes to sleep and wakes up. Yeah. And I'm just like, what was that? Yeah. I came very, very close to posting a video on Twitter where I just go, what the fuck is this scene, you guys? She falls asleep and wakes up and goes, that was a nice nap. Makes, but then you catch the context of yeah. it later. So then going through the game, and I did Vert's arc fourth because I was just going down the line. So like under seeing like the histoire and uh, Chuko, I think, was the hamster yeah. girl. Yeah. So seeing theirs and then seeing Noir and Blondes and realizing 
what they are and how they're dreaming about the world where Uzume was there. Yeah. And then seeing Verts again and being like, oh, I get it, because Dreamcast wasn't around when Xbox was. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> this game set up a joke a... and paid it off, like, 20 hours later in a different playthrough. Like, it's, it's, it's undertailing genius. me. It, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> it's fucking genius. I just couldn't believe. Like, it almost feels like that was intentional, because Vert, you have to do some quests in her arc. Yeah. So that raises shares, which means you're very likely to get that scene. Yeah. No matter what. I think that's how it that happened was, for me, too. Yeah, that was really perfectly done. I never actually caught that, so that is that is real neat to realize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Verts is just totally done because Dreamcast wasn't around. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to the true ending. Boy, oh boy! Afimo just comes back. Woo! Yay! Yeah. It's exactly what we did, wanted. I did like that, though, that they gave a little bit more payoff to those characters. Yeah, they, they, they gave them a better chance to kind of like a last chance for some polish. Yeah. And a, and, and a, bleh, a new dungeon. Yeah. That you kind of run past most of the enemies in because fighting by that point was just It's pretty <laughs> trivial. Pointless. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, like, as good as the dungeons were at the start of the game, like they do really fall apart by the end because yeah. you can just fly most enemies and it's just a bunch of reskins of the ruined city from the start of the game. Yeah. Like that was disappointing, but it couldn't rain on this ending. No, like even <clears throat> even you... substandard dungeoning, not going to yeah. tear this ending down. Because dungeoning was not what you're here for at this point. It is all story stuff. Yeah. And then you just have some of the most heartbreaking scenes yeah. in the series. It's good. There's one, there's one like right before the end where Uzme, like Uzme, is insistent on giving up at this point in a yeah, weird way. Yeah, like where she's she... like, "No, this has to happen. I have to sacrifice myself." Yeah. And Neptune's like, "I'm, I'm not going to see the happy ending without you." And oh. Uzme says something like. Don't worry, Nepsi, you are seeing the happy ending with me, and that just fucking oh. kills me. Yeah. That's the yeah, Ugh. just so, resi- one of the so resigned and so yeah. Ugh. One of the things she says: we have to get, uh, greet the happy ending together. There's yeah. even the slightest possibility I'll raise. Uh, I'll it'll happen. I'll raise all the flags. <laughs> yeah, staying very meta. Yep, yep. <laughs> gotta you gotta. That's the net thing to do. So then I think you do fight Dark Orange once more, and then yeah. everybody else goes to the hyperdimension, leaving Uzume behind. Yeah. And then you have the greatest final boss ever. Yeah, so, like, this is sort of, like, the, the scene preceding that is where they're just kind of like, you know, like, there might be a way to do this, but we don't mm-hmm. know. Like, it's, like, if we do this, we don't know how she's going to come out. Like, yeah, if if, if we try to revive her... One side or the other side comes through. It can't be both, obviously. So, like, mm-hmm. it's up to her to, like, you know, to see this through once we do this. And then you go right inside the inner struggle, light and dark, <laughs> that fucking main theme. The main theme starts playing again. It's Uzume <laughs> versus Kurome in... A very not boss battle at all, but you fucking feel every second of it. I do wish, like, 
they could have just doubled Kurume's HP just yeah. to drag it out a little bit longer because like I didn't want it to end because I'm like this is the hypest shit ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, she has do... three health bars. It looks like yeah. looking through my screenshots. Yeah, <laughs> unusually short, but yeah, just the way you do all your attacks and then she does them right back at you. Yes, and it's just the whole Gurren Lagann like punt. Just the slugfest, basically. Yeah, they're just knocking the ever-loving shit out of each other, and yeah. like you know, oh god, it's so. And good. I just, and I love the way like one of Uzume's big attacks, she's facing right during it, and all of Kurums are mirrored the other way. Yeah, so she's facing left during it, and yep. it just feels like perfect the way they're <laughs> just like duking it out. So I'm like intentionally using every attack I have. Yeah, just to see how it gets mirrored and everything. It's yeah, it's so good. And then Kurome's voice being, like, all about despair and Uzume's shouting about dreams. Yeah. Delusion. Disappear, disappear, disappear! It's (laughs) so good. God damn. And then, towards the end of that fight, like, Umio talks to you a couple times. Mm -hmm. And he he has one line that has stuck with me this entire time where he says, like, you know Uzume... Accepting it is also an answer. Yes. And that's <laughs> that's like when this game made sense to me. Yeah. Or like Uzume's character made sense to me, where she's she's pissed off. Yeah. She's angry about how things went for her as the Dreamcast. Yeah. Like and, and, and it then, like and the reason like like she secluded that part of herself. You know? Yeah. And that's why Karome was sort of yeah. born is because you know, like she, she, she shut herself off from the hatred instead of actually feeling it, instead of being angry that things happened the way they did, and that line right there solidifies yeah. fucking everything. Yeah, it totally is the final, like puzzle piece to her character, basically. Yes. So I kind, I kind of choose to view the ending as not that she defeated Kurome, but then that they just kind of learned to accept each other. And yeah, that, again. I think that's, that's a, what I kind of came away with too. Very. Yeah. It was like, it's like it's okay to feel these things, you know. It's just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, and that's really great, and that's why this ending makes me cry a bunch. Yeah, it's just man, like how do they top that? It's so I, good. Oh God, what's yeah? What's Nep Five? <laughs> like, how do you like, man, like? They just really fucking did their homework, and they yeah. put all of their chops to use on that this whole final sequence. You know, whether you're normal or true route, yeah, it's real fucking good. And is it before oh. the final scene or after? Where like um, Uzume mentions to Umio that he seems very familiar to her, like that, and like, uh-huh. and he's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember, honestly. It might be after. Yeah, it was just that. I, I just thought, like, it was really interesting that they left that hanging, but it makes sense that, you know, he wouldn't say either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, like, minor little plot points that don't make sense, like, at the end where they're like, oh, that old man was actually the kid who harassed us. Yeah. But it's like, well, how old are these characters? Like, Yeah, that that's one thing I'm having a problem, like, trying to determine is like how old is everyone in here it's like how long have the generations been everybody is anime years old yeah yeah so (laughs) because for that 
that human supposedly say he's like 80 years old yeah. or whatever because they're also there's also uh uranus existed between uzume and neptune yeah so i don't know that that's kind of weird but it's also hilarious that they actually they still uranus that from reference back second game yeah and it sounds like there's been a couple of generations between Ernest and Neptune as well, too, where yeah. it wasn't just yeah. like Earth and Neptune, because it was like they're like, yeah, someone like way in the past you fought her, so yeah. And at the same time, when they say old man, it's like they have used the joke about like I'm only 26, like whatever, Grandpa. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, how old was that person too? <laughs> yeah, I just kind of like look at things like that as we're anime years old and don't think about it too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, when you're like, oh, IF is 21, I'm like, well, they're, they're not actually ever going to age, so... <laughs> yeah. So, any other thoughts? Oh, God. Just... <laughs> yeah, that, that ending, though. Yeah, no, like, it was... It It's a really good game. I mean, it has its flaws, of course, but... Absolutely. It's, it feels and... like the most up-and-down of the games... Like, cause man, that middle arc drags. Oh yeah. 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 Like even though, even though it has its moments, like boy, it drags apart still. Yeah. And then like losing the four CPUs at the start of the third arc really cheesed me off. Even though like ultimately like it is the story taking a, the front seat basically yeah. to any gameplay systems. Yeah. Um... And they, they totally pay it off with that true ending in insane ways. Yeah, like, just with how well put together that final arc is, it's hard to hold that middle chapter against this game at all. Like, even yeah. though even though you spend, like, nine hours in a, in, in the middle of that, yeah. like, the payoff is worth it. Absolutely worth I, it. No matter which yeah. route you, you get, it's just a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the the only unfortunate thing is like I think if they just put a little more explanation in certain things in the second chapter, it wouldn't have been as bad. It's oh, like yeah. it would still be a real rough start, of course, but it's like just the things of like they never explained how the gold third can de- trounce you, especially since <laughs> like then you fight them again, and you've lost all of your followers because nobody remembers you except for like certain individuals. Right. But this time you're able to kick their ass. And it should be the opposite. Yeah. Where it's like, if nobody remembers you, you have no power. So it should be even harder to defeat them. But now, even when they still have their crystal, they can suddenly be beat. So, And that's just that's one of the few things where it's just like, why is it that way? Yeah, so, but, kinda... I mean, weren't those arcs? Those arcs were kind of about you regaining your followers, though. Yeah, sort of, but you didn't degree. you didn't really gain like the amount that you would need until after you take care of Afimojis when yeah. everyone starts remembering you again. It's and they I mean there are certain characters that remember you. At first I thought maybe it had to do with like which characters like loved them, like really really followed them and stuff. Yeah. Because like the two because again I played uh, Neptune first. And you had those two guards that were like, it's Neptune! And like, yeah, we're the reason why we even joined here! <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> and like, we wanted to work in the Basilicon, but we're too stupid, so uh, yeah. didn't pass that. But we're guards, because we wanted to do something for you. And it's like, okay, but then it's like the, um... But then it's like, IF doesn't remember you. 
and, and she uh, clearly is somebody who had you know deep connection. But then, and then it's like with a lot of the other characters, is people that hate them, like yeah. with Blonde's arc and with Noir's arc, the people that remember them want them dead. So what I started thinking was that is probably whoever has like strong emotions towards them. Yeah, that's, that, and, that does seem to be the case. And then, and with again with IF, what I'm guessing is is because partially just for story reasons because they want her not to remember. But um, yeah, I mean she, I have not. Yeah, she views Neptune mostly as a kid. She's her babysitter. Yeah, that's what she <laughs> always does. So even though she likes Nep, she's always having to come after her. It's like she's always there for a negative reason. It's like, hey, come do your work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like with Kampa, it's like she cooks her meals and dotes on her. You know? It's, it's, yeah. She doesn't have to do any of the adult stuff where it's like, do your work, do your stuff, take care of people, you know? <laughs> it's just like, oh, let's have a meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. So I, th- that's why I think she forgot her. That's the only thing that really made sense. Cause and it's like she obviously felt really bad once she did remember. It's like I forgot Nap. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like that's that's the only real major plot hole that like kind of rubs me. But um, the other thing I wanted to say earlier um was I think maybe the reason why R four shows up so much is didn't the Dreamcast have a lot of pirating problems? Yep. Oh, that yes, that does make sense. Yeah, because it makes sense been why a... R four would be such a big bad in Dreamcast Land. Yeah, and why she's under the influence of the one that's pretty much trying to destroy everything. Because it's like she just keeps getting revived by Kurame. Yeah, yeah, and it's like she falls under her control, and she has no problem with that. It's like, hey, she wants to kill things. I'm cool. <laughs> and it also like makes sense with the timeline where. It was Uranus that originally sealed the deity of sin. Yeah. So R four would have been around during Uzume's era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that could have also helped lead to her downfall yeah. too. And that's why she, why R four shows up in the dream so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's like she's constantly hounding uh, Uzume like the entire time she's there. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's interesting. Because I was thinking about that, because I think one of you had mentioned on one of the earlier Sox casts where um, the thing with uh, Noir not having any friends because the PS3 has no games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't and... know if that's the reason why, because that's like an English meme. Yeah, but at the I, same time, I, it... <laughs> I think it makes enough sense to work, though. So when I saw like uh, R4 keep coming back, I was like, "Hey, I wonder maybe if that's why." <laughs> Yeah, I like that explanation a lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Dreamcast piracy was insanely easy, where you can just burn a CD Dude, and stick Dreamcast it in. piracy was a thing two weeks after the console came out, when I was in a computer repair class, and these dudes came in and uh, already had a booklet full of every <laughs> launch game, and you know, it was like, well, okay. Man, it was like a year and a half later till I saw that, and I was just like, have like a huge pile of games, I'm just like, oh... Really? <laughs> the other thing that was hilarious, not related to the game, but when I was replaying through the second time, I was talking to my brother, and he was like, hey, I was thinking of getting this for uh, like the 
Game Boy Advance. It was an R4 chip. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> and it just, it was so perfect. <laughs> just look up your friendly neighborhood Mr. Mouse. He'll hook you up. Don't worry. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, over, like, guess what? Shock, surprise, aw, oh, it's gonna be on my Game of the Year list somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah, I, match I wasn't, that. I wasn't sure where it's gonna be on mine yet. But oh, I, I, I think did, it's gonna be on mine as well. I did have a, a question about the Game of the Year list. Okay. Uh, are we gonna be able to have uh, more than three to write in? Because I have, like... A couple of Neptunia games, I have Undertale, I have Labyrinth of Toho 3, and I really don't want a Sophie's Choice this shit. <laughs> We're going to have to discuss it later. We don't. We haven't even gone over it yet. Yeah. Well, for gonna... me... Maybe I'll do five this time. Well, you also well, you're have to remember... Them I... already. Okay. You have to also remember, I work oh, retail, God. so with me, Christmas is here. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm asking so early. <laughs> I would have written it in, but I figured that was a little wordy for uh, Twitter, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can email the podcast at podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net. There you go. I should do that. <laughs> you should. You should. Um, so, any more final thoughts on Mega Dimension the, Neptunia Victory 2? The soundtrack fucking rules. Oh my god, it's so good. Still I, like, have it on my car. Yeah, I, I do too. Drive around, because, like, so many of the ta- tracks are just, like, good Good driving music. Yeah. Like, absolute, the CPU theme. Yeah. All, like, the op intro songs. Like, all the battle themes are good. Yeah. The only problem with the soundtrack, and both of you already know what I'm going to say, is it didn't have the complete ID three tags. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was mentioning about that for a while. Yeah. I finally just looked through the booklet and hand-typed all of them, because yep. I use uh, yeah. Last.fm, so... But that was it. And that has nothing to do with the soundtrack itself, no, just the people no. that made it. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's... the actual problem with the soundtrack is that they reuse, like, the same conversation songs a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> like, the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Like, the same... Yeah. yeah. The conversation music gets reused a ton, but, like... Literally all of the battle music is new, so that really... Yeah, the really dungeon helped. themes, things like that, like... They, yeah. they, they don't reuse a lot of that stuff and that's pretty cool yeah i really like how the zero or the heart dimension had like its own set of new themes for battle and overworld and Hell stuff yeah it's awesome yeah. and it, it's really good but it also like gets you in the mood for like oh we're in the end game now yeah so like <laughs> man it's just so much about this game is well thought out like every little yeah. like all the little story details that we pointed out like just like like even like the like he mentioned like we were talking at the end of uh the first arc about you know like that scene with Uzume and Umio laying down and like Carmichael spotted that patch of grass oh, yeah. growing. It's yeah. just like that's fucking really smart. Just little things like that. It's like it's it's the thinking man's nep. <laughs> oh, and also like if you get the uh, million nep, then uh Neptune will actually scoot across the screen and come up to thank you. Oh god, that's funny. <laughs> like from behind the counter yeah, there. Yeah, she scoots over from <laughs> off the side of the screen and then like a close-up version. It's really it's really funny. <laughs> when that happened, it was like, oh. <laughs> their, their, their visual novel engine, it's a little more robust uh, than, than it had been for the Rebirth game. Yeah. And I think some of those yeah, changes were first introduced again in Fairy Fencer F. 
Yeah, because there was a couple times I noticed where they would actually do like changes on the character portraits, like yeah. mid conversation too, like for the other ones. Yeah. Because normally when you switch to them, then they're surprised. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Uh, what about you, yeah. Rhett? Any final thoughts on the game? I mean, I love the story, the gameplay stuff. Like, it had its issues. Like, the way plans like disappeared, base almost entirely, was kind of oh, surprising. Yeah, it was. It was weird. Uh, the way quests are just way more tedious than ever yeah. because of the lower drop rate and because yeah. they took away the whole stealing menu system. Yeah, stealing oh, never yeah. fucking works. Um, I like that touch, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> your flash that, animation. That, that that was so good. It's it's funny because it's fucking true. Um, <laughs> yeah, it works. Well, it's funny when you look up any guides on how to steal. It's like first get everyone except Big Nep and IF out of the party. They're just gonna take way more time than you yeah. want to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought there. Uh, Neplunker is kind of fun in a weird way. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. I know Carmi kind of went crazy with it, but I, I finished it. Like, I never it took beat me, the second one. It took me, like, I don't know, 40 or so minutes to kind of memorize the second one, and then I just did it in one go without dying. It Part of the problem was that I had to, like, not pay attention to, like, how a lot of it was laid out, especially after I watched videos where it's like, because it looks like, okay, jump from platform, platform, platform. And it's like, no, go to this corner, jump across everything. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well. But it's like, I kept stumbling, stumbling, stumbling. Then I finally just got it all in one rush. And it's like, okay, there we go. Fucking finally. And then I had to do it again for the other thing. I like I like oh, the theme the theme song for Neplonker. It's really cute. It kind of like no, ties tie both games uh, together in a really unique and cool way. And I mean, I realized a lot of the problem was just kind of my level of skill with that style of play. Yeah. I didn't have the thing to turn off enemy encounters either, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty vital. But, um... Once I was able to get through all of that, it wasn't bad. <laughs> it's alright. Yeah, it was just kind of weird how certain things, like quality of life improvements from Rebirth 3, ended up not being in this one. Yeah, and I think that yeah. that just is due to the fact that these games were being developed concurrently. Yeah. So compile hard off doing their own thing. Yeah. So there, there probably wasn't a lot of back and forth on things like that. It was just like, nah. you guys already know like what these three games are. You go ahead and do your thing, remake them. We're over here working on the next big one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it had a bit of a feel of like be going between Rune factory three and four for me, where it's like, a lot of the things were one step forward, but there were a number of things that were still felt like one step back. Yeah, definitely. And it was it was stuff that you could get around that yeah. wasn't like majorly impactful, but it was still like whenever you encounter, it's like God damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing was a game breaker. Like plans yeah. being gone was just like, I mean, those always felt a little strange from the first game. So it wasn't like a huge loss, but like when you try to do them. And like, oh, I can't look up the monster dictionary anymore. Yeah, that's Where's real. Everything? Or like, drops never drop, and stealing doesn't work. So, yeah. I guess I'm just going to ignore plans entirely this yeah. time. Yeah. But well, yeah. I I did have a lot of the characters that would up the drop rate like by like 35 percent total because I would usually just funnel all of those guys into the dungeon I was going to. 35 percent of zero is still zero. <laughs> But, um, 
damn it, what was I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I liked how that you could, if you actually managed to get enough, um, you could use that to make the items. It wasn't, hey, the item's now available in the store for a million credits. Yeah. It was, you had your own. <laughs> yeah. But, um... But yeah, it was... If they'd upped the drop rate, or if they made steel closer to Final Fantasy X instead of Final Fantasy VI, yeah. it would have been a lot better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think I've basically yeah. said yeah, my I think piece. We've said, uh, I think we've said yeah. basically all we can about this game. Uh, this game's Pretty great. Much. Like, If you're listening to this, you probably share the same yeah, sentiment. Or you are a fan, like like I know a couple of people have mentioned that they'll probably listen even though they haven't played the game yet because they don't really care about spoilers, but I still advise against that, but it's way too late in the podcast to be saying that now. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, so, I like, hey, die, spoilers. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> just, but don't just worry, we got the, the beginning there. <laughs> we, got the, we got the revive material, don't worry. We got it, we got it. <laughs> Oh my god, imagine if they had referenced that. That would have been pretty funny. <laughs> Neptune so, picks up, like, a shard. She's like, oh, I'll just make this into a revive material. Oh god. <laughs> if, all, if it was just that stupidly simple. And Neptune would yeah. be the one to come up with this very stupid and simple <laughs> process. And it would work, because she's the protagonist. Then you just have S. Shalene and go, hey now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I think we were wrapping up. Yeah, I think I think we're good. I think we've said all we need to say. It's I think it's a great game. We all do. Uh, Carmichael, thanks for joining us again uh, on the, the old Soxcast. It was great having you aboard. Uh, and you also did the wonderful album art for this episode. Not a problem. It was great to be on here again. Where can our good listeners find you uh, on the old internet tubes? You can find me at uh, Carmichael McCallus, M-I-C-A-A-L-U-S dot Tumblr dot com. You can also find me on my new one, uh, McCallusRants dot Tumblr dot com, where I just post everything that's not Toho artwork and sometimes it's, it's, still Toho It's all artwork. D&D related. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> D&D posts, uh, a lot of other just <laughs> random stuff pretty much. You can also find me at carmichael-mccallus.deviantart.com where I will have the new cover art up on there as well once this goes live. Fantastic. Uh, Rhett, my boy, where can we find you? N3.tumblr.com. I did a Neptunia cartoon the other day featuring Polly. Yeah, it's real good. Y'all should go watch it. It's it's also pretty vulgar. It's very (laughs) vulgar, but that's yeah. Hey, that's that's just the I versus that's the I versus pie style. (laughs) And uh, you can find me at my dumb website. If you got questions for the old podcast, shoot them to podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net or at SMPS underscore updates. Remember, we are not going to be doing another podcast until. Uh, the first weekend of November. So uh, we hope you guys have a nice rest of your October. Keep on nepping, baby. We're the only ones that love you. Nep her right in the nepsy. <laughs> Leaving that in. A giggity. <laughs> <laughs>